0: from the long night, my man. What's up,
1: what's up? <laughs>
0: Survived the walking dead, basically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I've got bloody shoes. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think everyone's got some bloody shoes after that massacre. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Actually,
1: uh Macy Williams, when they were filming that, she took a picture of her tennis shoes mm-hmm. that had, like, fake blood on them, and she said, last one surviving, hashtag bloody, bloody shoes, and then had Cardi B... I got blood to That's awesome. <laughs> That's
0: so sick, dude. I think some of the cast would be like really cool to hang out with in real life. Like honestly, I think they'd be pretty, <laughs> pretty cool people. Uh, That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. yeah, man. You
1: know, actually, I heard I can't remember what his name is. The guy that plays Joffrey that they said is like, Jack like, Gleason. Jack Gleason apparently he's like the coolest. Yeah, man. yeah,
0: yeah. I, I heard that too. I, I mean, you see that meme going around now, like with you know how um, Sansa's married to that Jonas brother, and they're having kids together. Well, in the meme, it has Asanza like wrapped around Sophie Turner wrapped around Jack Gleason oh, Joffrey, yeah. and the thing. And like the Jonas Feller guy's like, What? <laughs> it's, it's a really cool meme that's going around now. But yeah, to your point, I heard Jack Gleason's actually a really cool guy, which is crazy because he played like the most like absurd non like, like I couldn't wait
1: till his character was killed. Oh, off. Yeah. Like you know, that's what Joffrey, I was saying. Was the worst. They said they were so sad like when he left because he's just the coolest guy to chill with.
0: Yeah, well, he, he, he must be a great actor because man, he pissed
1: me off on scene all the time. Yeah, you know, who <laughs> would be cool. Uh, Nick Jonas, man, that you were saying, like the Jonas Brothers, Nick Jonas, man, making bacon. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> oh, I, don't yeah. I don't, I don't
0: remember which Jonas brother. That, uh, Sophie Turner, is, but I think it's i think it's joe jonas
1: or kevin jonas i don't think it's nick Oh gotcha. but it's one, Maybe of those, it's, it's one of those two yeah that makes sense
0: but uh regardless i mean at the end of the day didn't I think one of
1: them have a sorry not to interrupt you like East e-story or something weren't they on like entertainment tonight or something bro i don't know anything about any What's celebrity series i never
0: watch. i don't i don't watch anything to do uh, with entertainment yeah. all i know is i saw that meme coming around and like just through grapevine i know that um that she's engaged and i guess i think she's uh I'm not mistaken. I think they might be expecting a baby, actually. I just remember
1: that one big song they did that was like, Burning Up, It's a Place to Be.
0: Oh, oh. um, Feeling loud. I I always want to be like, Slipping into the lover. Yeah, Yeah, that's so great.
1: Burning up, burning up. Burning
0: up. Yeah, burning up. And that relates to next week. (laughs) Yeah, it sure does, man. Maybe maybe we'll open next week with that song by the Joe Bros. Slipping into
1: the lover. Yeah, man. What was the other one? It was like, the year, year 3000. Oh, yeah, that was oh, so great. That was but awesome. I know that. Love can, the Joe Brothers. I
0: know you guys are going to come here and listen to us talk about the Jonas Brothers. Like, so.
1: Dude, Chase Let's... and Josh literally started this show again today. <laughs> Jonas Brothers for the first 15 minutes <laughs> I'm sure Chase is going to say completely like a thousand times that I gotta take a thousand shots well, <laughs> Game we're... of the day, every time Chase says completely, get out your wine glasses It's almost like, remember that, that uh, show
0: How I Met Your Mother, when uh, Robin had said, but um, and they ought to take a shot every time they watched her like show, and then she decided to destroy them with a bunch of but ums, and then that was the end of that game, that would that's going to be you with this completely, but enough of this counting <laughs> around my man, Let's uh, let's talk to the people yeah. a little bit about what's been going on in our neck of the woods, uh, with numbers and progress and stuff that we've made there. I know that, you know, Chase, you know, I've been working a lot on the social media and video audio aspect and Chase does a lot with the email and the marketing and, and getting in contact with the important people. So you were telling me that, uh, we
1: hit a new high on Chartable, right? Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, um, we in, so our, our genre here is fiction, yes. which is pretty cool because we get to talk about a, the cool stuff. Yeah, you know?
0: and it's a broad, it's a broad
1: category. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of fiction podcasts. There's millions mm-hmm. of fiction podcasts. So yeah, we uh, this week, first of all, the numbers have been <laughs> a oh, just, lot farther than we thought they would. Be. Yeah,
0: just the you about the regular downloads and listens. Yeah, yeah just yeah, listens yeah, and subscribes.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but we did actually rank 43 in the United States for fiction. Um, and we also ranked number 50 for globally fiction in 193 and actually the arts category, which is pretty USA cool. arts, so, got it. There's a lot of like arts um, genre out there too. So that was pretty So cool. I want to make sure I got this
0: <clears throat> right. So we ranked number 43 for podcasts in the fiction category in the United States. We ranked 50 for podcasts in the fiction category in the entire world. And we ranked 191 in, for podcasts in the arts category in the united states is that right
1: yeah that was pretty cool okay got so it. yeah and got i'm it. it's a testament to you guys because you know when me and josh started this thing <laughs> we just started it because we we love fantasy stuff yeah, I we think, have a passion for it and also dude and tra-
0: correct me if i'm <clears throat> wrong bro i think we both really liked like some debate shows that we both watch like undisputed and first take we're like you know yeah, what first take it'd be like a really cool <clears throat> idea to kind of put that sort of like right behind what we did like like, yeah. like let's 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 have this awesome debate show that's very very much structured like the like you know first take and like undisputed and let's make it about something that we're both passionate about and we're like dude we both love all this like fantasy like genre so you know i'll be i'll be honest chase is the one that came up with the idea and he's like hey man like i've been thinking about doing this for a while like are you in and then
1: when he pitched me the idea i was like hell yeah man let's do it <laughs> yeah it was, <laughs> it was awesome it uh you know even on the other side like it's taught us a lot about what goes into podcasting and yeah, stuff for sure because um, I mean I remember when we first started this thing we would thought we would record for an hour and
0: yep be in and out like yeah man, yeah, man. enjoy the rest of your Sunday oh no man' All no, the, the no whole, Sunday, whole Sunday block it right off because block we're gonna off. be in here nope. so nope. You know, it's just you know it just people not going not knowing anything about the industry at first you know just working our way through we've gotten a lot of uh, information we've learned a lot both but think about it you know when it goes to you know recording setting up, then we have to do editing for both audio and visual, you know, and then adding other aspects like our theme songs and stuff too like it really takes a lot and so the big thing that we want, we're bringing this back around is to that, you know, thank you guys for sticking with us from the very beginning where we've kind of grown to where we are now from there because like it's been very very humble beginnings for us like we really started and uh, not knowing what we were doing and then we've kind of tried to piece it together as we go and you know this isn't the end destination for us either, we're going to keep learning and keep getting better over time too.
1: Oh yeah and uh, like I said we got some what's cool is we got a lot of reviews that weren't just game of thrones which mm-hmm. you know we're huge game of thrones people i mean we've been on this game of thrones arc since like january of,
0: well i think it was the beginning of february when their first one dropped for game of thrones i think it was like february 3rd that think dropped. It was january actually i can check on it but um check because i know that uh, the witcher was that uh, the witcher was what jane the main was january 26th and then so then that would be the witcher after that and then game of thrones one so i'm pretty sure it was february that we did um yeah it was it was it was february this is the first first week i weekend. think it was january because i checked on it the other day i can see it right now give me one second guys sorry oh no that. you're right I yeah know. josh I, is always right <laughs> february 9th yeah the second week. so yeah, so yeah february 9th yeah, I think yeah. I, yeah it was, and it was the first first time february night
1: yeah mandalorian was january 26th and then yeah. the witcher was february 2nd so yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, that I'm, makes sense i mean, what's a lot of people forget too is you know Yeah, me and Josh know our stuff, but we're just like you, you know. We really have to break things down and do a lot of research. So there's a lot of of research that goes with this stuff, and that's kind of cool, too, because we learn a lot as we're also, um, you know, taking notes and and reviewing the material for you guys. Yeah,
0: dude, there's so much more things that I've noticed now going through this arc the second time. Well, actually, I guess this is technically the third time I've watched Game of Thrones as a series, except for Season 8. This is only a second time going through Season 8. But, um, yeah, this is. I've, I've picked up on a lot more and learned a lot more this time. Like making sure I can pinpoint every detail I can for this show. That like, I, like Game of Thrones is like second nature for us now. And it's funny because, you know, talk about research. Man, season eight was the you know the biggest research that we've done. I mean, I know last week we gave you guys three hours and forty five minutes of just the first two episodes, where it was just leading up to, you know, leading up to the uh, long night. You know. And, yeah, you
1: know? I mean, I recall watching season eight, and remember that was the one we all as fans kind of remember as it didn't end the way we wanted. So I think we forget a lot of the detail. I was reviewing that thing and this was the first time I would spend like five hours on an episode breaking it down. It's hard. Yeah. It's just,
0: it's cause it's, it's tying everything together. So you have to like think everything they say, you've got to really think like, Hey, is it just this meaning, or is there like a second? What is that? Is it a full circle moment? Is it something that they said previous seasons ago? There's so much that goes into it. And so, I mean, I don't know about you, but I think, you know, that's... A good, I don't know
1: about you. I'm feeling 22. I was
0: feeling 22 six years ago. Josh was trying to make
1: <laughs> sure we stayed off the song thing today, and then it just it didn't work for you us. You can't well. stop us. You <laughs> can't
0: stop us. I think that is a good segue into reviewing a little bit about where we left off with The Long Night and kind of jumping into episode four today. Because guys, like we told you what we're going to do for this, this last season, just because you know each episode is so detailed we're going to take one podcast episode for every episode in season eight of game of thrones so last week we gave you a full two and a half hour breakdown on just the long night today we're going to be giving you a breakdown on the the, uh, last of the starks
1: right yep Yep. last of the starks and this one was it kind of starts off as one of those slower episodes you think and then some shit happens. Yeah,
0: it it was like it, it was like it was kind of like the come down of the big climax of you know this is supposed to be the war against the living and the dead, and so it's the aftermath of that. But then you're right, like it, it was kind of like a, <laughs> like, yeah, like wow, it was like a quick ramp down and then just big shot up. So. Yeah, man. So let, let's let's kind of get into that a little bit. Let's talk about you know where we ended up with the uh, long night, and then jump into uh, you know just give you that quick review, and then jump into the last of the Starks.
1: I saw this meme that I sent Josh earlier this week, and it was uh, Jorah and Danny, and it was uh, <laughs> Jorah saying, "I love you," and Danny looks at him and says, "Get him out of my sight," <laughs> and he's about to cry, and just goes. Be strong, J-Bear. <laughs> Be strong.
0: For <laughs> <laughs> Jorah, the ultimate friend zone guy. But <laughs> So that kind of leaves
1: us where he left off.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's start with him then. Yeah, we we know that uh, he was trying to, to protect Danny as best as he could. He was fighting all the whites that were attacking her when she fell off her dragon. Uh, unfortunately, he took so many cuts and hits and... know he was he was a badass though he went out he went swinging man like i said that really reminded me if you guys remember lord of the rings at the at the end of fellowship of the ring in the movie which actually was the first chapter of two towers in the books when boromir was fighting all of those orcs trying to save marion pippin and he took three arrows to the chest and he was still mowing them down like that's really what kind of i i resonated with with jorah here is Man, no matter how many times they hit him and stabbed him most of those shots were mortal wounding shots anyways he kept going and he kept fighting until it was he he knew that she was safe and his body just kind of gave out on him
1: um but so he we saw that happen we saw which you made a really good point of that because a lot of people don't know you said that as he's dying he whispers something to danny that you noticed a lot of people don't know that so tell the audience that for a minute
0: so as everything is kind of like they all he stops everyone from hurting her and he's like finally falling down as the battle kind of kind of settles he as he's falling he's he's mumbling words and he you can make out the one of the like the last word he says is i'm hurt like that's it i'm hurt and then she's like crying and holding over him and then that was that was the last
1: I think this is that moment that really breaks Danny. Like, after Jorah, I feel like she she loses her trust in everyone else, except for Masande and Grey Worm. Yeah. And, and they weren't really advisors, though.
0: The thing is, I'm not sure that she lost trust because she lost Jorah. I think that it kind of really exacerbated her mental psyche that, you know, this person... Because think about it, there's been no one with... Daenerys, longer than Jorah. Before her dragons were around, Jorah was there. You know what I mean, Jorah? Get him out of my sight. <laughs> like, Jorah was with her from the... Yeah, obviously she banished him and all of that, but this was this was like your day one. Like, this was like your protector and your guardian and someone you've had since you were a child. Um, and he just gave his life defending you and protecting you. So I think she was more broken and hurt. I don't think it had to do with... Uh, the trust issue came later on when we all... When Sansa... Well, we'll get into that. I don't want to... I'll, I'll we'll get into the trusting I think but just to get in just to get us into what we're going to talk about today uh we also saw like Jon have that weird face off with Viserion dead Viserion he couldn't get past him to get to Bran in time we saw Theon give one last charge uh you know we, we saw him take a broken spear you know the Night King snapped a spear in half one-handed and shoved it right back into his chest and so we saw Theon fall and you know we saw the Night King approach in Bran and uh, he was about to end the whole entire memory of uh, civilization and humankind until our girl Aria pulled some sick maneuvers and uh, Not ended today. the long night. Yes, yeah, so she she brought the dawn, my man. She uh, she did her thing. So that is where we left off for the long night. We have successfully survived the long night. We're still breathing, still around, and now we'll jump into. Uh, season the episode four, the
1: last of the starks and the biggest thing i took away from the long night though was during that battle this was that battle it was like stomping on a dead horse like and then out of nowhere you know the prophecy in my opinion was fulfilled which there's a little bit of uh i guess controversy you, controversy on that yeah but i think it's the most plausible outcome
0: it makes some like yeah because i remember when we we talked about this in long night when she said the prophecy again and she nodded when she when he when melisandre had mentioned green eyes she had uh notably uh, uh, nodded so but yeah you know so that brings us into where we are now we'll start up episode four um, the biggest thing I want to start off with and I know what we kind of ended with this last time remember I put my notes this side not that I wrote them down anyways But I was like my biggest issue with the long night was super predictable about who was gonna die There was no shock or no surprise and so That's what I want to mention again So now that we're starting the last of the Starks We're starting to see everyone on these funeral pyres and I counted them out in a weird way, right? I made sure I could see on the screen how many were across and how many were down So it was eight. What was it eight by twelve Meaning there were 96 funeral pyres, and each one were stacked in three layers of where you could lay the bodies down. So you can that that was a really cool visual representation of how many people really died <laughs> in the Long Night. Wow, that's yeah. pretty impressive. That's eight by six. Eight by twelve, man. Oh, eight by eight twelve. Eight by twelve. Wow. Ninety six pyres. Ninety six. Wow. Yeah, and that's that's just like, and that's not just one person per pyre, man. Like yeah, they there are like, like four people, body- five people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. It was a good representation of showing how many people did end up falling in the long night. And, you know, it was really cool that John, I, I don't know if you wrote the whole thing down or not, like, John's speech there that he gives before they set the torches to the pyres. Yeah, I have but, that. But- perfect. So I'll let you read it. Like, but my thoughts on the speech before you say it, it's like it showed John taking another leadership role and how everyone responded and respected his authority which in a way kinda of undermined Daenerys a little bit because you know all the, the northern rulers are, or the northern houses are supposed to be under her rule they all accepted her as her grace and yet John's the one giving the speech and everyone's like hanging on his every word and we start to see more and more during this episode like Danny starts getting a little like like agitated by the love that John gets
1: i mean this scene honestly is heartbreaking like it's that opening scene where you know you you see what do you i say pylons what do you call Pires. those things Pires. Pires, Yeah. pylons like the <laughs> football, <thing in> football <laughs> yeah. attack the pylon yeah um yeah but i mean and you first kind of get a glimpse of you know it pans over jora's body and danny's just completely sobbing completely take a shot and you got you know, it has that significant moments where you have Jorah is looking at um, Lady Mormont, and then you have, you know, Sam. is
0: dead. She's not looking at Lady Mormont. <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> He's John. Not. John, I mean. John, the yes. guy that's
1: giving the big speech. <laughs> yes. John's looking at Lady Mormont, and you have Sam that's looking at Ed Torley. Is that how you say Ed Tallett. Ed, Ed Tallett. Yeah. Torley Talit. I always called him Locke for like yeah. the first season or something.
0: Chase isn't the greatest with names. His content's good, but his,
1: his names. His names, names. They trip him up.
0: <laughs> I'll be fine when we get and to then, Harry Potter because it's mainly like three people. Yeah, <laughs> Except right. for dumbledore <laughs> um but then you also have what Sansa looking over theon yeah, and right? Theon, and, and she gives
1: him something she does yeah uh you want to tell him what she gives him yeah so, that's a big deal
0: like i'm not, I'm not sure if it's I, I know it's a stark uh emblem and it's like a metal thing but i don't know if it's a pin for the hair or what it's for but regardless like the symbolization of it is like he's always going to be a stark mm-hmm. in her eyes that's what i really took away from that it
1: kind of reminded me of like a like a hand of the queen or hand of the king but it wasn't like it wasn't a hand like it was like it was like a pin it like it the, was like
0: a weird like it, it came down like almost like a bobby pin a, to a point you at know the what bottom. it
1: reminded me of what? if you're reading a book like almost like a bookmark but kind yeah, of like, yeah like you put it in the book yeah like a stopper
0: yeah yeah, yeah. you know so i don't know exactly what it was but the, the point behind it is it was the stark emblem and he and she laid it on him meaning like you know even Even now, you'll always be a Stark to us. Even, you know, Dead and Gone will never forget you as what you did for House Stark. And I don't know about
1: you. I don't know. And you said Dead and Gone like T.I. I I was like, (laughs) I don't know about you. (laughs) Anyways, what I was saying is I don't know about your feelings here, but it kind of had for me that moment of it's almost like if you watched some very serious movie, not as in like Storm of Swords with The Red Wedding or anything, but almost like Passion of the Christ or something like it. It's so dead silent you could hear a pin drop because everyone's just in mourning in yeah. this thing
0: yeah you're right because the red wedding was a different kind of like that was a shock death like that was just yeah. like a surprise like oh goodness what the fuck happened and then this one was just like somber super yeah. somber like like this you is know, awful kind of thing like it was like they they did a good job of having the respectable amount of silence and people really portrayed people portrayed this scene these actors and actresses did a Phenomenal job with this scene making you feel like we really just lost all of these people in real life yeah. like I felt like a little bit of emptiness in my stomach like
1: and it it's that moment for the audience where it really hits you a lot of the people I mean, they don't show Melisandre but you do remember that too, but these people you've been with since the beginning will never come back
0: yeah and on a funny side note like not not going to go off topic too much but for those who can see us on camera here you see that we kind of theme our episodes with what theme with our centerpiece on the episode that we do and so we get like last week you saw all these crazy ones like the night king and dead viserion and ragal all these like a bunch <laughs> of them and now like you see we're dwindled down because Cause we lost dead. yeah we lost half <laughs> thing, so if you guys ever notice it, we actually do that on purpose. We try to theme it to the episodes that we will be uh, breaking down and talking about. So
1: yeah, remember we talk a lot about the Hallmark Channel on here. I'm <laughs> taking in notes. Jeez. But uh, yeah, so,
0: man, give give him John's speech, my bro. So
1: do that weird accent. I don't have do. one. What's man? the John's accent? You it's ask like the, me all the time thing. and I can't do it. I'm terrible at the John accent. I just just read it, man. Just I can do the brand perfect, but not John. <laughs> but so John lifts the torch. And in the air, and you stare at everyone as the smoke rises. And this is that dead silent moment. And he says, We are here to say goodbye to our brothers and sisters, to our fathers and our mothers, to our friends, our fellow men and women who set aside their differences to fight together and die together so that others might live. Everyone in this world owes them a debt that they can never be repaid. It is our duty and our honor to keep them alive in memory for those who come after us and those who come after them. For as long as men draw breath, they were the shields that guarded the realms of men, and we shall never see their light again.
0: And like... That was, those were the exact words of the the speech, but I will just from what I remember and looking at it, I remember that John did an amazing job. So shout out to the actor Kit, Kit Harington here. He yeah. had the pauses and the perfect spot, and he emphasized his voice to really get you kind of like fired up and real draw, real elicit an emotion from you. So it, like, that was an amazing job um, by Kit Harrington in that in that exact scene for that speech. So I just remember like like the scene and like I felt. You know, it made me feel something, which if you can make an audience member feel something through a screen, mm-hmm. I think you're pretty talented.
1: But. Yeah, I, I would like to see him in more because I think the problem Kit Harrington's having right now is kinda of the whole Mark Hamill problem. Which is why he did like Pompeii and some of the smaller films. Because right now, when he's in a movie, audience are seeing not Kit Harrington, they're seeing Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. So, you go put Jon Snow in Mission Impossible 6. They're like, why? Why don't you have a sword and shield? Like, I think that's part of the problem. But he, to your point, he is actually a very talented actor. For sure, man.
0: And so now we kind of get taken to this great hall in Winterfell where everyone's kind of like dining and drinking, you know, just basically celebrating the fact that they're alive. You know, now for this specific part, I kind of jumped ahead to, you know, when Danny calls Gendry forward, but I know you cuz you love Arya so much. You probably have it where Gendry kind of shows up to the Hound and asks where Arya
1: is. Actually, I think this is a good point because the first thing I have on here is Starbucks. Why? <laughs> because this was the whole Starbucks scene where they left the cup oh, on the table. Gotcha. And that's a big deal. Like I think we have to talk about that because it There's been ploys where either they say, like I said, Jason Momoa, before they actually filmed this exact scene, showed up with Starbucks for everybody. So they're like, it's either propaganda where they threw it in, or it's laziness on the show.
0: It's definitely laziness on the show because they wouldn't have edited it out immediately after everyone found out about it. And on top of that, too, you're trying to portray, and you've accurately, well, up until this season, have portrayed... Uh, to a good extent what it would be like to live during these medieval times and like the battle between like rich houses like you've done a good job putting us in this world to have them ruin that by throwing a starbucks cup in there on purpose i don't see that i don't see that at all i think that'd be if that was the case (laughs) that would be pretty bad i just
1: think it was so i don't know how i have no explanation on how you get it past you know say you have 50 members of directors because everyone knows there's well, more directors got a video
0: editing team more than anything that, yeah that, that, like that's how do you not catch that? that dude i don't know
1: like yeah. we've caught little things just on you know different displays for us yeah and actually like, you have
0: one coming up here at the end that you know when your yeah. friends brought up to you which is pretty cool so i don't but, understand uh, i like i said if it was meant to be there they would have kept it there they wouldn't have immediately removed it within hours of people complaining about it and then, on, and then, if you're gonna portray uh, an accurate representation of medi- medieval times and things that happen,
1: Starbucks doesn't belong there. And you know what their excuse was? They tweeted out and said, oh, "You didn't know Starbucks was in uh, Westeros." <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Try, exactly. I try to play it off. Yeah. But, but cool. So but you, you, ask you asked me about Gendry, right? Well, Gendry. Gendry. So Gendry. well, that's the thing, because
0: like, I I kind of skipped over the small part. I know there's a part in there where like he approaches like the Hound and tries to find Arya. And, you know, the hound basically tells him, you know, you're already thinking about that. The, co- the bodies aren't even uh, warm, uh, cold in the ground, and you're already, <laughs> you're already your mind's gone there. He's like, no, it's not about that. And the hound some- says something along the lines of, of course it's about that. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't it be? You know, they're dead, and you're not.
1: Gindry's like that person he fell in love with the first person he had hooked sex with, with yeah <laughs> well uh, yeah because i guess he never really hooked up with mel well
0: no but it's not the first person remember she he admitted that he had sex with three people
1: and remember what our, my thought on that was i think it was a lie
0: but no she because she told him that he said he didn't know and then she called him on the lie and then he admitted it was three people okay yeah because he, he goes he goes i don't know he's like she's like yes you do <laughs> And he's like
1: three, Two, three 20 have <laughs> First yeah. off, what the guys, that's a big jump from three well, to yeah. twenty. But. By the way, Josh saw my side on this after reviewing this.
0: Yeah, we talked <clears> about <throat> it. We talked about it on the next episode after mm-hmm. that. But um, uh, the thing is, is I agree with your point there. This is the he had interactions with this girl for one time right before their, the end of the world. They all lived and immediately like. She must have gave him some good stuff, man, because he <laughs> was going back for more. Gave him
1: some of that big, dirt. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Some of that dirty dirt.
0: You know what? We haven't given him the old Mally in the chalice. Ooh, a malice
1: in the chalice. Let's go, bro.
0: Cheers. Move
1: in the club and shake my stuff. Mmm. I hate when you do that. Bro, <laughs> he so hates much. the shake my stuff. Because song. he
0: does it in every single episode. And like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, but well, mm, anyways, blame. Danny calls Gendry forward, right? Mhm. And it looks like things could get kind of hairy because she addresses him as he's Robert's Baratheon son. Like, "You're Robert Baratheon's son." And you know, he he was like, uh, he doesn't know where this is going. And he's like, "Yeah, I am." And he's like, she's like, your father tried to have me murdered. (laughs) And he's like, I didn't know he was my dad till after he
1: died. (laughs) And she's like, yeah. Yeah, he really pansied out on that. Yeah. Like, he really bitched out. Like, immediately, like, I I had no idea. Like, I would never want to rob a bank with his ass. Because he immediately was like, I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, he'd give you
0: up. But, I mean, I get it. You know, he's he was all he's ever known is, like, the blacksmithing his entire life. You know, like, this is the first time he's in front of royalty, really. You know what I mean? Like he just—he does, yeah. he doesn't talk. Like you know, this is his
1: first really interaction. Which that's a good point because that goes into to why he kind of reacts the way he reacts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. right.
0: Mm-hmm. So like, so she kind of goes on this like soliloquy of like, oh no, your your father tried to have me killed, you know. And then he's like, oh, I didn't know he was my dad till after he was dead, and you know, so she said something along the lines of, yeah, that's right, he's dead, you know, and his and his brothers are dead too. And So then you start thinking like really weirdly like why is she like bringing this up now? This is not the time or place and then she Because you see everyone's kind of hesitant and like tensed up in the hall You can cut the like the like there's like a tension in the air that you could cut with a knife and then she said So who's the Lord of Storm's End now? and He's like I don't know (laughs) like (laughs) I don't know and then she asked does anybody know and crickets and then she gives him the big news and says i think you should
1: be lord of storms and and this is a big moment for danny because you know what this is why i really think danny's been wronged because she's done everything she can to try to make peace with everybody and the northmen just never really give her a shot here but yeah i mean she makes gendry Said it right that yes, time. Yes, you did. <laughs> Proud of you. Lord of the Storms end, and and he kind of reacts as in, ooh, yeah. yeah he, was, <laughs> he
0: just he was taken aback because keep in mind he was he lived in Flea Bottom. Remember, like Flea Bottom is like the poorest of the poor. It's like it's it's the worst place you can possibly live. And he was on like the Street of Steel, where he was making like the hammers and and weapons and not, uh, like swords and shields and, and helmets. So like he's gone from that. So now he's the Lord, he's, and he's in she, and she even tells him, She's like, No, he's, he's like, he, he tells her, I can't be a Lord, I'm a bastard. And she goes, No, you are uh, Lord Gendry Baratheon, Lord of Storm's End, because that's what I have named you. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like, awesome. So, it's like. She lifted him up and... But the thing is, is you don't you think that that's such a really touching and beautiful moment because no, he's no longer Gendry Rivers, he's Gendry Baratheon. But the problem is, is there was an ulterior motive to that, which Tyrion kind of calls out very, very shortly from there. He goes, hmm, a fitting reward for a hero. Also, you know, you've just guaranteed that you're going to have an ally in Storm's End for what's coming up next, you know, between... Uh, happened to fight off Cersei, and then, you know, she knows, and I don't think Tyrion knows yet, but she knows who Jon Snow really is, so it's like, now she thinks that she's guaranteed at least one big house in the North is going to follow for her.
1: And I love her line here. She says, Yeah, take it, brother. You're not the only one who's clever.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And it's kind of, you know, she shows how smart she is. But let's think about this for a minute. How does she know he was robert baratheon's son because if you go back to season what was it season three or season two when melisandra uh made the sacrifices and was trying three. to seduce him it was three. Season three season three i don't recall anyone in essos ever knowing so unless john like informed her or something
0: yeah well yeah because keep in mind she he told i think that they told him when he they brought him to Dragonstone. remember because this is i'm talking about in season at <laughs> season seven Okay. They brought him to Dragonstone. Remember how he's? He, they, Davos had like the fermented crab. It was when Jamie went to meet, or uh, Tyrion to meet Jamie, Right when they, they Davos brought, went to get him. They brought, yeah, they brought him back to store to Dragonstone, and I don't feel like. The hand of the queen would let them bring back like an, uh, a king's bastard okay. without telling her. So I'm that sure Tyrion sense. probably said something or Davos I, probably said something. So, because I was
1: sitting there thinking, like, what was it with the hounds and Sansa? Where it's like, how did you even know that? Or <laughs> with the Ramsey thing you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. But my point here is it's Danny, I feel bad for her because they should be giving her the respect. She deserves because sure. most of them don't know about Jon,
0: and it's not even that, dude. They don't survive without her. Yeah, Look, the North is Literally. gone the <laughs> without North is her. Gone. Yeah, and all like they like you know. So if she was
1: a like if we had a presidential election, Danny would have been the rightful one that should have won by far because she's the only reason they survived that whole thing. Yeah. Without Rhaegal and Drogon, you're done for sure. Hundred percent,
0: man, and you know. So was we, we, he goes off to, to find Arya, but then we kind of get a little cut over to you know, your boy, Jamie uh, trying to get Brienne to drink. It's funny because like, Brienne's that like, straight-up honorable girl that doesn't even like to drink alcohol under the best of circumstances. So he goes to pour in her cup, and she covers it with her hand. And he rips her hand off and says, "If this is not a time to drink, when is? Like we just survived the Army <laughs> of the Dead. Like if there's not, if there's a time where you can drink, I think we can. I think we can, you know, go, forego your duty for one night. Like we just, you know, we just survived the Army of the Dead. So he fills her up, and you know, I, I they, they drink a little bit, which is a tiny foreshadow of what's to come here pretty soon. But uh, now, I know you have something really cool about this." Because the, yeah. next, the next part I have coming up is when Tyrion goes to talk to Bran. That's what I have. Yeah, yeah. Ne- that's the next part I have. So before you go into that, you're good. I want to just say that the quote that I have written down that I thought was important from Tyrion here. He tells Bran, you know our history better than anyone. That will be useful as Lord of Winterfell. And Bran says, I'm not Lord of Winterfell. Tyr- Tyrion replies to him, well, you're the only surviving trueborn son of Ned Stark. And then Bran didn't answer. And Tyrion kind of comes to a realization and says, You don't want it. And Bran replies in his, you know, phased out gothic way, just, I don't really want anymore. But the point I know you're about to make is about the wheelchair from Darren Targaryen that Bran mentions, right? You've got some really cool stuff about that. So I'll let you get into it.
1: Yeah. I mean, this isn't this isn't really important i mean it, it's important for recognizing detail like we do yes I it agree. could have been something kind of cool they just threw in there for entertainment purposes but i did the research on this <laughs> this is completely wrong so like unless bran is just talking out his ass it could be something that they just made different
0: from that history that's what though. i think it is you know they like, just went their, their own way with it yeah
1: yeah. But so, and just to back this up with quotes, so people know I'm not just pulling this out of thin air. So, <clears throat> you know, Tyrion walks up to him before the conversation you were speaking yeah. about. Yep. And Tyrion says, This is clever, even better than the saddle I designed for you. Yep. And Bran said, It's the same as the one Darren Targaryen built for his crippled nephew 120 years ago. I like that one. And here's my thing about that. I researched Darren Targaryen.
0: Well, you. So when we say research, you guys have to realize he's got a book that's like the history of the Seven Kingdoms, right? That's written by George R. 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 Martin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not just like Google research, it's not just Google and typing in something. Like he's reading this from the book.
1: And here's the thing this is why it's hard when you talk about history because you can kind of go on tangents because <clears throat> it gets so interesting relating to the characters we talk about. It can kind of take a minute. But. So, Darren Targaryen, he was saying the nephew is, you know, he built the chair for his nephew, right? Yeah. So, what I did, so, Darren Targaryen, first of all, that's like wine talking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Targaryen, uh, he was the 12th king in the Targaryen di- dynasty. So he was actually the son of Aegon the Second. Okay. So Aegon the First was Aegon the Conqueror. Yes. So his son. So he was really almost like Aegon the Third, but he wasn't named Aegon. Okay. So the Third King, basically. Um, actually, what is really cool that I did write down, because relating to our characters, he actually fought Maester Aemon when Maester Aemon was like a ten-year-old boy.
0: And Maester Aemon actually like brings that up to him, uh, to Jon Snow, way back in, like, season one or two. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one it is, but yeah, good point. When he finds out who Maester Eamon really is, like, yeah, they, they, they did fight each other. And and that was, that's kind of why he went off to the Night's Watch. Like, he like, didn't want to fight family. Like,
1: and it, it's just cool when you think of those things, because his characters were actually relating to at that point. Um, I'm actually going to pull up kind of a, a timeline I wrote down here, because it's going to make a lot more sense. But the whole point is, all of his nephews that he had... None none of them were actually ever in a wheelchair. Um, so first, you had Aegon the Second. So Aegon the Second actually wound up marrying Helena. Um, and then the nephews. In this point, he would actually have is I love when I write down like this because you can't half read this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me go to the nephews real quick. So you had. You got a family tree on there, bro? Fa- literally, family tree. <laughs> so, and I even went to the point of I researched this so in detail. I even researched his sons to see if there was any somewhat of significance, but there wasn't. Okay. Um, which he had a first son, Baylor Targaryen, Makar Targaryen. Third son, Ares the first, not Ares the second. So that would be Danny's grandfather, is who that would be. Okay. And then the fourth son. Eleanor Targaryen, which is actually only mentioned in History of Ice and Fire because it's only a book in the Citadel, and they just say he's related to someone, so it's on a timeline. And then the fifth son was Rhaegal, Uh, not to be confused with the dragon or Rhaegar. That's another person.
0: Rhaegal Targaryen. Rhaegal Targaryen.
1: And that's just, he was only mentioned in that book as well. Um, Makar, just so you know, um, he's actually the grandfather of Maester Aemon. Um, Also, he's the one that they refer to a lot as Makar the Cruel, um, which, you know, he's been referred to as, you know, he burned down churches and that sort of thing. Maester Aemon even said, My brother Aegon reigned after him. When I refused the throne, he was followed by his son Ares, whom they called the Mad King. So his son was the Mad King. And Baelor Targaryen, he was trash, basically. They actually referred to him as he was a drunk and uh, actually died of smallpox. So the point is, we knew it couldn't be any of those sons. So then you look at the nephews, just like he said, right? Here's the problem I have. So the first nephew you would be looking at would be... Hold on one second here.
0: Yeah, this was definitely the season to number the notebooks and the pages to put it on. It was tough just because there's so many things, but... uh, no, I think that, that was super, super cool. Uh, you got the nephews there?
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to go into, because this is cool. So the first nephew, and I, what I was doing, I was flipping the page to make sure I had it on the right page, not telling you his sons again, because there's so many of them. But Jerry's Targaryen is the one that they think could be most plausible, if it's so. And the reason why is because he had six toes. Now, all that really does is kind of could actually make your balance better. So I don't <laughs> see any really relation there. But in the books, it actually describes him of having six fingers and six toes. And actually how this relates, if you recall in one of the previous episodes we have, where we were talking a little bit about Dance with Dragons when we were in season five, he actually was the son that was murdered by blood and cheese. So in Dance with Dragons, where you had, you know, uh, Raina and Helena. Yes. So, you know, they were the son's... They were the daughters, sorry, they were the wives (laughs) of Aegon Targaryen, because Aegon Targaryen was really old. Mm -hmm. And they broke off into the greens and the blacks. I remember, yeah, you told us this on, I think it was the last one, wasn't it? Right. Well, Helena was his mom. So what happened was you had Jerry's and you had Maelor. Maelor was the youngest and Jerry's was the oldest. They let her pick which one gets to live, and she chose Jerry's because Jerry's was supposed to take the throne, because he was the first.
0: Right, and then they told me they did the whole, like, like dirty swap.
1: Yeah, and they cut his throat. Yeah. So he's gone. Maylor, what actually happened, which this is pretty cool, because remember we were talking about Old Stone last week, they actually tried to ship him off to Old Stone because they were afraid he was going to get attacked by an assassin again. He never made it to Old Stone. Actually, only his twin sister who is the only other sibling that would be in the nephew-niece area. And no more nephews. That was Jahiria. She made it to Old Stone and made it there. There's a rumor that Melor actually got kidnapped by what they would call the, I guess, the mob over there, if they have anything like that. But he either was chopped up by a butcher, is what they said, or he was sold into slavery, or there's actually... Um, yeah, yeah, they even they either think he was sold into slavery, kidnapped or chopped up by a butcher in an actual butcher shop and sold as meat.
0: So the main point is that there's no nephew that's crippled.
1: Well, what I was going to say, so yeah, literally cuz I even looked into all like the features and everything, there's no one no hereditary issue anywhere in there. That's why I gave you this timeline here and there's no features or anything that are crippled so i don't know if they just pulled this out as far as give a reason why entertainment they were willing,
0: maybe to give a reason why they had the wheelchair like how like that could have came about because you know wheelchairs were are, like not a concept they really had back then It was like because almost kind of like they had um from the whole entire time uh what's his face hodor pulling him along on that sled type deal and so you know like kind of had him on the two Uh, Brand on the two things and like carry them through that and just hold them there so this is like a more efficient way so I mean maybe it was just their explanation to how they even knew a wheelchair existed and that was something that could be made I I think
1: that's what it was I think it was they just didn't want to you know They didn't want a brand sitting on the ground (laughs) for the entire time like you did in season six. Right. So I think that's what it was. But I thought it was interesting because we always try to tie everything back. And now that you're getting into season seven and season eight where there are no books. Yeah. You have those little details where you're like, where did that come from? That's interesting. When Winds
0: of Winter or A Dream of Spring come out, um, I'm going to look for that to see if that's something that they ever do even say. Or if it gets brought up at all, i would be interesting to know that. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, so then you know, that kind of brings into, like, the, the quote that I had mentioned before then. So, skipping over that, um, you know, it was kind of cool that we see Tormund celebrating with John a little bit. Uh, like, Tormund's, <laughs> Tormund's so funny because he's just that guy that has, like, no, like, social cues or, like... He doesn't understand, like, when something's inappropriate or anything like that. So he's, like, making a big old ruckus, like, talking about, like, drinking the whole thing down. Like, so, like uh, And remember, he he's said, vomiting isn't celebrating. He's like, yes, it is.
1: He is the guy that tries <laughs> like, to show himself in front of the crowd to prove how big his testicles are.
0: You think so? But I think that might be part of it. I also think he just doesn't know, like, because, he, he, remember, he lives, like, as a wildling, and there's no, like, decorum or, like set of rules so he's just kind of like that uncultured person that's like i don't know how you would equate it in real life maybe like putting someone um i don't know who grew up i don't want to say this because it sounds it sounds bad but maybe Someone who didn't have the best upbringing, like an, put them, pulled someone from an orphanage and put them at the president's table. See, you know what I mean? Like, they're just not going to know how to act because it's just not there. They're not comfortable in that social setting. So they just start, they think what's normal for them is normal for everybody else. And that's what makes it so, like, so cringy, I guess is the best word to
1: put. Rough around the like, edges. Like,
0: yeah, just very cringy.
1: Here's my thing I think he's like that drunk at a party that tries to get drunk because there's some hot chick there. Or there's some guy you're attracted to, and wants to impress him. So he gets like that, and then you know what happens? Don't let her see you cry, Jay Bear. Don't yeah. let her see you cry. I
0: don't know, man. I just I think it torment because he's got such a gentle heart, and he only ever really wanted one person. Yeah, this like, has nothing to do I with. Just, whether, I just think it's more along the lines of like they don't know how to act because like they've been
1: growing up in one way, and now they're in the, like, the high hall was, of a lord. I think he was, you know, um, I think he had the hots. And he got turned down like that friend zone guy at the party. But he
0: wasn't even near her at this point in time. They're up at they're up at the great table.
1: Okay, I can see. Like they
0: weren't even. They weren't even like. We
1: know who he had his eyes oh, for. We know. <laughs> I, I think anyone. Who, I
0: bet people who didn't even watch the show know who he was. <laughs> but uh, where's the big woman at? Talking about our our big woman there, uh, you know Tyrion sits next to Jamie and they are starting to play Tyrion's drinking game. Which, if you guys remember from previous seasons, all the way back to really when uh, they met, he met Bron, they you know after he, Bron saved them from the trial by combat, this drinking game. Basically, what happens is when he met Shay, remember when He met, he met Shay. He was playing the drinking game with Shay before um, Ty, Tywin Lannister took two thousand of Rob Stark's army because he thought Rob Stark was coming head on, and they ended up fighting, like putting Tyrion in the vanguard. But before that battle, he played that game with her, the drinking game. So. Basically, he makes a statement, and if he's right, you drink. If he's wrong, you he himself drinks, and then it's the other person's turn. So they're playing that game with uh, Jamie and Brienne.
1: It's basically if you've ever been at a party and played two truths and a lie, that's what this bad boy is. Or if you've ever played, it's different than Never Have I Ever, but it's very similar.
0: It's yeah, I must say it's closer to Never Have Ever than Two Truths and a Lie because really you just make a statement, and then it's like like, like you know you're an only child, and then if you're if i if i'm right about that he drinks but if he's like no i've got a brother i drink it's Ooh, his turn
1: i just thought of something cool <laughs> you know who would have crushed it this game who Arya? Arya, oh dude yeah <laughs> she would have crushed <laughs> man if they could have picked squads like i would have been like <laughs> uh, uh aria ter-
0: <laughs> squads for Tyrion's drinking like you know weird. when
1: they literally line up on both sides like, like dodgeball? backyard like they're like, a <laughs> yeah. the dodgeball team like exactly. i want you i want you Yeah.
0: Uh, Arya's is the first bit. Arya Stark. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs>
1: Meanwhile, she's not even there.
0: <laughs> yeah, good stuff, dude. That's so funny too. And like, you know, because we know that Brienne has been the apple of of Tormund's eye. I want to go back, you know, to Tormund real quick. He's drunk, telling the story of Jon riding, uh, Gall. like with an exaggerated, <laughs> like with exaggerated self importance. So, guys, if I can relate this to you, have you ever like had someone at like I don't know, maybe not even a party, just a gathering yeah. or anything, who's just Isn't
1: funny? Isn't funny at all?
0: (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. Like, let me go through that because I want to make sure I I really relate it right. So it's like this person who has this exaggerated sense of self-importance. Like any story that you say, they've got to top that story. Like more like along the lines, right? And that that's kind of like what Toron was doing. Not really trying to be a story topper, but. It's like yeah, man, yeah, Torrin, We all saw him right there. He's like, no, I saw him. I saw him. It's like like he had to make it a point that you know only he saw it like in a certain way or light. So it was just funny because like to me, it's like that person that if you tell a story and then they think that they know better than you or they have a story that relates to something better than you and they tell it. It's just it was just kind of that annoying person. It's like, all right, man, like we get it. Like, I, so I think everyone just lets him be because they know how Torment is. He's just that that really cringy, rough around the edges guy who doesn't have a sense of social like construct to his DNA.
1: See, but- I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was that person at a party that wants to put on a show, and it's like they're not funny. Like there you know someone that tries to tell a story but the problem and is the is story is elongated he's so
0: funny. I was laughing my ass off when he was I telling the story. I thought it was story. stupid. He's like, fact, I saw
1: him the dragon like dude. Yeah, like what was the funny part? Like what was the punchline? It's like that joke where you're waiting joke. for the punchline. I mean, it's no stories
0: don't have a punchline. Funny stories are just funny stories and In fact, all I did like, was
1: feel sorry for
0: Danny, really is all I felt well, sorry. Well, that's for. I mean, that's my next point here. Is <laughs> Danny was getting jealous of all the love that John's getting at this point. Because like I I don't know if I have this written down, I think I know it pretty close. I know you probably have it quote for quote, but I think I've got it pretty close. Go for where, it. Where um, like the <laughs> Tormund's like, who rides a fucking dragon, a madman. Or a king! like, (laughs) just gets it, like, riled up, like, you know, at that point, like, he's just saying that because he doesn't know who John is. He's just saying that to give John, like, you know, basically if you gas up your boy for doing something crazy good, like, oh, shit, like, this is my guy. Like, who does that? This guy does that. You know, just basically a hype man for John is what he was doing
1: there. He was like wingman, but not a good one. Yeah, like just, you know, a wingman that gets too drunk and then just makes an ass of himself. That's what he was. Oh, we just really
0: disagree about torment one hundred percent, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm not I don't think saying torment's a bad person. I just say like I don't is. know. I think he's very, very clever and funny. He's just put. He, you put someone. What who's, part of that was funny, dude? dude that entire part, the dragon he like, thing, dude. Exactly, it was hilarious. Ooh, he's like, a man, man. Or a kid, everyone's like, it's hey, a, like, what's the part part?
1: like, what's the funny part? Like, I was waiting for the, the clever way- punchline. That's not a punchline. I don't, what do you want this punchline?
0: <laughs> it's not a joke, it's a story. I
1: thing. was sitting there waiting a, for it. It's a story. It was an obnoxious drunk that thought was he was story. funny. You know who it was, guys? Mm-hmm. Here's who it was, and Josh can disagree with Bro, me on this because I call him like I see him. Call him like I see him. <laughs> his bottom line was he was trying to be cool, and he wasn't the cool guy.
0: I don't think that's true at all. I think he was literally excited to be alive, and he was telling this story. Well, he, like, everyone got riled, I, he everyone riled up. Nuts. He did a great, he did a great <laughs> job of, like, getting you know, up. Because they all, like, cheers to John and, like, ah, they all were raw, run for his story. So, like. He did his job. It wasn't like everyone's was like, "Okay, man, shut up." Like John's kind of like, ow, stop hitting me." Like, "Ah, I'm tired, man. I just went through a full war." By you hitting yourself. By like, <laughs> you
1: hitting yourself. That would be
0: something torment would do. <laughs> but dude, and then there was another part too that he said, um, he said when most when when uh, this fucker when he, they like he fought here, then beyond the wall, then here again, and he got murdered for it. And most people when they get murdered they stay that way <laughs> but <laughs> dude, not that this was guy good. dude that's that hilarious was man i
1: will say what it like, did give was it kind of gave you that like football camaraderie in yes, the locker room exactly kind of thing yes 100%. But he, here's the thing though like it's not like he did that in like a setting with just like john and the boys you know like it was like in front of everybody
0: and that's what made danny feel bad because she saw that everyone how the love everyone has for john now and it was funny because you know who saw her start to get in her head a little bit sneaky sneaky ass varus in the background yeah. just sitting there like you see bit her dirty. like in, in her head and Varys is like looking at her trying to gauge her mental man because Varys has
1: betrayed almost everyone he's ever served here's the like, thing though like people talk shit about varus he's very smart he's oh, very intellectual 100%. i honestly top, top, like top five he's the only top five smartest people in rest Rose. Like, he, when you talk about Peter Baelish and Varys, there's two very different It's almost morals. like the Sam Tarly yeah.
0: versus the Qyburn. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what Like, Varys, like, the good sneak, then Baelish being in the bed, sneak. That's exactly what smart. Yeah, I got what you're saying, man. It,
1: I'm I saying what you're putting down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not what you're selling. It's, I don't. what you're putting down. I, yeah, I mean, it's he's got good intentions but in a way you gotta have respect for Varys because everyone's getting just pissed drunk at this thing and he's kind of watching his motives here like he's you know the war danny. isn't over
0: he's like he's watching danny because like because think about it he just saw her like, like he knows that she just lost someone very very close and that like if you guys ever lost a, I, god forbid i hope you guys haven't but if you have gone through the unfortunate uh situation of losing a family member Like, you know how that, especially if you were close with them, you know how that can mess you up as a person for a long time. And she just lost Jorah. So, like, Varys is, like, kind of, like, checking in on her, like, looking at her, making sure, like, you know, all the screws stay intact and that she doesn't lose it. Which, of course, you know, we we figure out later on what happens with that. But it's just funny how, like, you know, he sees it happen. Like little by little, and that's that's the first time I see him see her like that because she gets down in her head after she sees everyone praising John. She looks down, and then it has like like a little slide of the camera out, and is just sitting there watching her, and she gets up and leaves, um, and you know he kind of looks after her, and then turns back to like everyone else. Um, but yeah, and I, I was getting joyous too watching uh, Brienne and Pod and Tyrion and Jamie. They're playing this awesome drinking game like that they they're all having a good time they're laughing mm-hmm. you know they're just happy to be alive they just fought off literally the dead right so it was just a nice wholesome moment until tyrion has gotta ruin it and make a absurd guess i mean he was right but like it was just super <laughs> like like unnecessary he he tells Brienne, you're a virgin
1: that was so like, messed up yeah, like, like the most her. inappropriate comment just like, I don't know how embarrassing Sky.
0: that is, especially because, yeah, I mean, she's probably what in her 30s or
1: 40s, probably mid 30s, I would guess. You know, I just know? thought it was so. Imagine, was off the like, wall, I don't know. Tyrion's fucking hysterical, though. Like, he's that guy that gets he doesn't get too drunk, he's just that guy that didn't give a shit,
0: like, yeah. didn't give a shit, bro. Like, so he threw it out there. And then Jamie, like, tried to, like, play it off and, like, say something, like, see that? That's not, that's not a question. Then Tyrion, like, re-goes again and is like, oh, up is- until <laughs> the, up until this point, you have never had sex with a man or a woman. And then everyone's like, then, like, dude, Jamie's, like, basically, plays, like, jeez. Like, I tried to, like, bail you out, man. I tried to, I tried to, so, like, you wouldn't do this, and then you just think had to force the issue, man. Think about
1: how disrespectful that is. Could you imagine telling a woman that at a party? Like, could you imagine actually saying that? That's so inappropriate
0: yeah on top of the fact that she just helped save the world like yeah i think that's not the, on maybe, top of maybe that, not yeah. the right time and actually the funny thing is it's like I, look bro what i write down up here i said Brienne did not like that <laughs> she did
1: not like that she's like i'm like, going <laughs> to piss <laughs> that's, that's like literally like uh if you've ever tried to try a pickup line with a girl that you thought it would definitely be the life of the party it would definitely work and then she just walks away and you're like yeah, like you ruined well, it. Like that, like that yeah, you, ruin, you like ruined you ruined her fun.
0: You ruined her fun. Like she was having a good time drinking and then you made her feel bad, asshole. Are you
1: turn around at the door after it slams in your face? Not that it's happened to me. <laughs> but it's happened to it's happened. I'm sure it's happened at some point. Actually, I walked into a stop sign one time. That that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other. That's a malice in the chalice card, but I don't want to use it. <laughs> fuck it, I'll use the malice in the chalice for card for this.
0: Okay, that. I got it. It's a quick story. Do it, it. Do your thing, man.
1: Uh, I summon with the gods of the underworld, the malice in the chalice. Why is it
0: good good drink here, mm. but why does it got to be the gods of the underworld? Where did that come from?
1: Children of the corn, gods <laughs> of the corn. Lord. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Mm. Quick story. I was at a Walmart one time. And this was in high school. And I was like, oh, this girl's really cute. And I think it was actually a girl I went to high school with. So You know, like one of those girls you've seen in high school. Yeah. You never really talked to you. Yes. But she's like that grade above you or something. Okay. I can't really. It's. What's it been? 20 years? No. 10 wow. years. Yeah, wow. Yeah. 10 years, I'm Not bro. that old.
0: Yeah, man. You just made me. Like 28, one.
1: 29. Yeah. No. I'm What? 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. 10, years. 10 years 10 years 10 years yeah I just went to my in 10 20 year years bro, bro you were wow, eight, you're, you're 9 years old Maester Aemon up in this bitch yeah dude i do the it. Maester Aemon. <laughs> oh
0: yeah is that, new, is that a new dance move like the Ricky Bobby dude that'd be sick that's like the <laughs> do the Maester Eamon what would it be like breathing the normally <gasps> no
1: that's like do the recon run <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> oh, that'd be but sick but like bro. but like
0: like the recon run makes sense cause it's something what does Maester Eamon do just breathe no he just stands
1: there like remember Hey Arnold the guy that wheezes yeah Yes, imagine yeah. <laughs> that guy, but Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, and he's got the walkers. Like, <sighs> <laughs> I just tried to wheeze, I couldn't even do it, bro. Yeah. Damn. Anyways, right. So I was like about to go talk to this girl, like you know when you're like you're like ready, man. Like you have built yourself up, like you're not about to yourself, throw up no more. Like gave give yourself this, the mere the mere pep talk. I'm like this is the time, man. like this is it, like I, I finally see her. this is my perfect moment. It's not gonna be awkward. Like it's gonna look like it was just something that Smooth just happened. As a like this shit wasn't planned, even though it was totally fucking planned. Yeah, I saw this girl in the Walmart. You know, you so like not to be creeper or anything. You kind of slowly, not that I followed her around because I didn't follow her around. I just kind of waited by the five dollar DVD section until she started to leave. And of course, this girl goes out the. garden garden center like what the fuck am I gonna buy in a garden center like I don't plant shit <laughs> I'm only like fucking walking around right and like and then she starts looking at fucking flowers I'm like fuck, fuck shit I love flowers man I fucking love flowers <laughs> Like all right, and then even worse is like you know in the garden center at the Walmart they set up the cash registers for some reason like fucking security like they set them up next to the entrance so it's like you have to walk through that like you feel bad unless you fucking buy something did so you, like did you buy something I think I bought some fucking seeds or something oh like what gosh. the fuck was I gonna do I think I fucking like chewed them up in my mouth like a <laughs> baseball player and just spit them out the window on the way home <laughs> anyways right? I'm like like you know like and she starts walking really fast like for some reason i have no idea ladies for some reason when y'all are like set to go somewhere and y'all have something in your mind like you gotta do that day y'all walk really fast like a guy were like you know we'll plan our day around it like this time is for that like we'll make it no y'all are on a mission man so suddenly i'm like trying to like catch up to this girl so i just started sprinting my ass off through the (laughs) garden center so you have to old uh nice really old nice man excuse my language old really nice man that's like retired This in the garden so i was like don't run boy don't run you can buy the seed later if you need to go to the bathroom anyways i sprint past that guy finally catch up to this girl and actually i was like hey you know i think you're in i've seen you in my spanish class or something before she wasn't in my fucking spanish class she was like in the hallway or something one day i just made some shit up but she totally bought it so like suddenly i started talking to her and you know when you're talking to her like looking at each other so i'm walking straight on well one thank god the stop sign stopped my ass because i would have gone to the hospital by getting hit by a car no i literally (laughs) belt into the stop sign bro ass backwards so
0: you 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 stared this girl in her eyes and you were walking forward and because you were looking at her in her face you weren't seeing what was in front of you and you walked straight into the oh exactly it was that
1: leave it to beaver moment with eddie haskell (laughs) oh my god it was eddie haskell if he was talking to the parents not paying attention trying to suck up to him and then all of a sudden walks into a fucking pole like that's literally what i did i walked into the stop sign went ass flat backwards like on my back seeing stars man like first of all I played football in high school I can take a hit this was like the biggest fucking stop sign I've ever fucking seen <laughs> where the fuck did the stop sign come from man I hit the stop sign and like I'm immediately seeing stars so even worse is like this girl's like sweetest girl in the world like a sweetest girl ever she's like are you okay? Like oh my word, like where the fuck did that stop sign come from? <laughs> like Big Daddy, who put the stick there? Who put the fucking stop sign there? Oh that's right, the fucking street crew ten years ago. <laughs> it's been there fucking ten years, just didn't pay attention. No, I'm on the ground, and she's like, "Hey, you know, how's like, everything going?" Did it catch you in the face? Are you bleeding? Like, like what? I literally, like, in my face looked like a paintbrush, but <laughs> painted fucking red. Like, not fucking kidding. So it didn't break skin, but
0: you just had a bruise. And there.
1: I can't even excuse my language here because every word I say is describing it perfectly. Like fucking red. <laughs> like I looked like I was in the outside. Georgia, like Georgia gets hot, but not like Florida. I looked like it was in Miami for a week <laughs> after that. And I'm like on the ground, and like, you know, when you're like trying to catch like what you're saying, but you're so dazed at this point, like, <laughs> you almost can't focus. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, tr- like fuck, I better hold this shit together because, like, this is my moment, man. Yeah, this right, is, my this moment. is my
0: moment. This is my moment.
1: Yeah, bottom line, like, yeah, I talked to her. Like, through the year, but, yeah, uh, the number really didn't go anywhere. So, bottom line, it will never work out with a girl if you get hit in the face with a stop sign.
0: Actually, that's one of my favorite tangent stories you've ever gone off on, because I know almost all of your stories, I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, that actually happened. <laughs> that is
1: awesome. Bro, good, that's a good story, cool. man. So, and the malice in the chalice. Sent it to the shadow realm? Sent to the graveyard in the shadow realm. Dilly dilly. It's kind of dilly dilly. I got you, bro. Bang. Oh, yeah. Also, tell all your friends, Chase said, please take a defensive stop sign awareness class. <laughs> stop sign awareness class. <laughs> Yo, that's mad funny.
0: Speaking of funny, my guy Tormund has an awesome funny line here again. Chase thinks he's not funny. I think this is one of the <laughs> most funniest jokes I've heard ever. So after Brandon did not like that and she goes up to take her piss, Tormund runs over and he says, we did it. We faced those icy fucks and lived. Now which one of you cowards shit in my pants? That's disgusting. <laughs> like, why is that fucking funny? Because so someone because like, he was obviously the one that was the coward and shit in his own pants.
1: Let's exactly. That's so. That's <laughs> which one of you coward shit in my pants? <laughs> <laughs> if you were at a real party though, and someone Dude, said I they would shit be... their pants, like who would ever laugh at that? Dude, because he
0: said you would shit. Like, he's like, which one of you coward shit in my pants? Meaning, like he's trying. Oh to, like, yes. Okay, let's let's think about that.
1: Let's break it down because yes. I want to make sure I fully okay. understand the joke here. I
0: got you. So he said, "Which one of you cowards shit in my pants meaning like he didn't like basically' saying i I shit in my own pants, but like I'm making it seem like i'm I'm not a coward one of you guys did it so which one of you shit in my pants? who was it
1: but that's so funny. Here's what I want to know for the joke to make sense who <laughs> which this is being way too intellectual who put his pants on did they go to his house and like put his fucking he obviously pants knows on? no one's shit in his
0: pants <laughs> he's just <laughs> trying to make a funny joke about oh. like i've got shit in my pants but which one of you guys did because i'm not a coward someone you guys are which See, one yeah, he did it
1: i feel like literally if tormund was at a party or if he was doing stand-up like everyone would be laughing out loud cracking ass laughing and i'm over here just like chasing the background I, I don't get it, man. Can you explain? Yeah. that? Joe? Can you explain that? One? I think I that's really true. I, that's a good call. I think I don't that's really, really
0: get true. It. <laughs> and sticking with our boy Tormund, she she runs off, and like Jamie kind of walks after her. And poor our poor guy Tormund, he looks so dejected. And do you have the? Like, do you have what he tells the Hound? Did you did you get to? Did you get that down or no?
1: Um,
0: I have when the Sansa and the Hound were talking. Okay, to. so well, the Tormund basically, I don't have the exact quote either, but basically some, something along the lines of. <laughs> He stole her from me. <laughs> Talking about James. Oh stealing yeah. For, stealing for like he's got <laughs> tears. He, no, he from me. What's so funny is like Torment is like this big giant like badass fighter. One of the like one of the biggest burliest men who's just he's survived like the Great North. He uh, he's like the head wilding outside of Mance Raider back in the Big Wilding army. You know, and then he's kind of took over as a leader since then. He's just like Everything about this guy is just brute strength. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he starts crying because because he thought Jamie
1: stole Brienne from him. Do you have it the quote or so no? For you know, that's one I wish it's I wrote okay. down. It, like, was it like, wasn't like-
0: important to the plot, so I didn't write it down either. But it just was an interesting time. <laughs>
1: He's like, I woke up and, and he just stole her from me. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, man, I really wish I had the quote because it's so sad. He's just like he's literally the well, guy like, that was the friend zone at the party. It's sad for half a second
0: until like the serving girl is like, I'm not afraid of wildlings and he turns around,
1: and he's like, Well maybe you should be <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you, you should, should be dirty. Which okay, here's the thing though, right? imagine being at a party and you're there to go for this girl. And then you, the guy you hate the guy. You're like, Oh, I fucked that guy. Fuck that guy. He does he really
0: ass. hate Jamie though. I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think he hates no. him. He's just
1: trying to show him up. Here's better. Here's okay. a better explanation. Go right? for it. Imagine being at a party and you're trying to pick up this girl that just broke up with her boyfriend and then she goes and fucks her boyfriend in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, and he stole it from me. <laughs> but and he, you've been working all night to be funny and you're just not funny. You're not funny.
0: And you know what's funny, dude? This, this serving girl, her name is Wyla. And why that's important to me, this is another full circle moment. Not that it, not that it ties indefinitely to this, if you guys remember back in season 1 when Ned Stark and Robert Baratheon were traveling down to King's Landing and Robert's like who was that girl that you cheated on Catelyn with basically and and he says her name is Wyla mm-hmm. even though he never really cheated on her it was just a lie to save you know, you know Lyanna Stark's son John. so uh, it's just funny that you know that name was Wyla and now this girl's name is Wyla back at Winterfell ready to uh, have sex with a wildling kind of like you know just like that tavern wench kind of like he, uh, Ned Stark was supposed to have had an affair with Wyla so I just it was interesting
1: like in his yeah, own yeah so. she was a good girl she, she was, was a, cute. she was nice she was cute attractive and sweet to him and which kind and kinda, him, he made out great like what's his fucking deal pick yeah, your no, ass it was, up was,
0: yeah I think I think he was very happy about that he's like well it's time to lick our wounds Clegane <laughs> grabs her, he grabs her closer it's time to lick our wounds Clegane and then yeah. the Hound he's just a nasty old man because <laughs> he's, he's dirty he's, he snarls dirty. and gets like rude to the other girl the other girl our girl tries to like hang on to him and Guys. literally
1: he growled at her he's like, a <laughs> he is literally that old man at your grandparents house that you try to talk to and he's like did i tell you to talk to me he's
0: the ultimate <laughs> clinician get off my lawn guy like, <laughs> get, you know, like, get off, off my lawn, lawn. <laughs> like legit, this girl's like trying to have sex with you trying to like you know like and you know what's funny about those girls too it's like, these girls, they just wanted to fuck heroes of the long time. They just wanted to fuck the heroes. They're like, ah, I've got a story to tell my kids from now on. I, I had sex with one of the
1: heroes in Winterfell. It's, so, like,
0: it, just, it was interesting. You know what it
1: is? It's the high school cheerleaders with the high school varsity football stars. That's exactly what it is.
0: No, because these girls are like the wenches. Like They're not they're not anything high-born. They're like the serving <laughs> girls. So, like, they're super low-born. <laughs> they're super low-born. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. They're super low-born. There's nothing important about them. But, like, it's like they, I'm trying to equate it to a real life thing. I mean, I mean without, without without like being rude or offending anyone else, it's just like it's. <laughs> It's like you want you want they want some sort of glory from themselves. So that way they have stories that they hooked up with someone important in this monumental <laughs> historic. It's like it's like someone saying they had sex with George Washington. It's you like know what this. I mean? Like
1: she take my money when I'm knee.
0: But like oh, it's yeah. it's like that, but they don't get paid for it. They get paid for it in stories, not yeah, not exactly. in like actual gold. I got you, bro. That no was worries. me
1: dropping my notes, guys. You know, my it. hands. Oh my gosh, dude. Got like talent it thing and to not, gotta do something. With bro, hands. it's not a filming of
0: our podcast if you don't drop your notes. Did, like
1: did some What do I do with my hands? I just like put them by my side or something.
0: Dude, you know what's funny too? Cuz like now we're talking about highborn and lowborn. Our girl, old Sansa Starkey. She uh, walks up to the hound, and the hound talks with Sansa about her journey. She ain't
1: taking no shit, dude. She isn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude, she, he tries to like scare her off, and he, she's like, "Dude, like you ain't gonna scare me off, boy." Like, cause he even gets like he gets rude with her too. Like, I heard, <laughs> I heard you were broken in. Heard you were broken in rough. That was so that was inappropriate. So, that was so
1: inappropriate. Like, could you imagine ever? That's disgusting. But you, you have these quotes, right? Yes, I do. Tackle it, bro. Let them know. So. Sansa sits down and starts kind of having a conversation with the hound and the hound goes Nye. i don't want to say it's like an old man grouchy voice but he just goes used to you couldn't look at me Sansa. that was a long time ago i've seen much worse than you since then yes i've heard heard you were broken in heard you were broken in rough and he got what he deserved i gave it to him how hounds
0: <laughs> which is just a perfect like full circle because you know it's he's talking to the hound and ramsey mm-hmm. was always about his hounds and she fucked him up with his own hound so it was just that was a perfect moment like that was a great honestly props on the writing on that one that was pretty cool
1: and i even love like, this point do you mind if i say this one line yeah, after it right? because i thought it was pretty cool because the hound's kind of referring to her as Little Bird, which kind of mm-hmm. takes you back to season one and season two. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that full circle, like, wow, like, we hadn't seen these characters really interact with each other for a long time. And the hound goes, You've changed, Little Bird. Nothing would have happened if you left. King's Landing with me. No Littlefinger, no Ramsay, none of it. Without Littlefinger, Ramsay, and the rest, I would have stayed a Little Bird all my life. And it shows how she's growing Yeah,
0: exactly. Big growing moment. Yeah, for sure. That's actually what I had next too. I actually read that. So, oh, sorry, I swiped d- it. No, there. you're good. So, you know, Sansa, what that is, is basically telling the hound that these things were necessary for her to grow into the person that she is now and who she was meant to be. Because now she's got an aura of authority around her, and she don't take no shit no more. So, <laughs> ain't taking no shit. <laughs> and no, no, no. What I wrote down next, in the next line here, everyone is super lusty. like you, Because you get a scene to the outside, you see people kissing people in the streets, and, like, holding up to them, and, like, dude, everyone's super, super lusty. And then, so, well, from the street scene, we go back to our boy Gendry, and he finds Arya. And what's Arya doing? Flinging arrows into a target. And he tells her something like, hey, like you should be celebrating. You want say something?
1: Oh, I just wanted to comment on the uh, g- lusty g- comment. G- <laughs> Imagine, guys, it was like this. It's like... You know, you just got done with this big football game, basically, where you won. And you barely won, and you defeated the bear, right? Like this is the big team. Like you just won fucking state, and then all these people are hooking up that are in relationships around you, and you're just like, this is so inappropriate. But people are like, I just want to hook up with somebody. Like I just yeah. want to get my screw Dude, because, on because like
0: they all lived there. They would had that like that's that like life I versus gotta death. Fuck something. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many people. Our friends, families, mothers, brothers, dads are all dead. I'm alive. Like what's one of the biggest like life affirming actions? sex yeah. so like there's like we gotta get it on baby. hey
1: sex is power baby remember what i've been saying since i don't know season where one?
0: the what the power is from there though the
1: power is you get it on get it on get it <laughs> on got a bad <laughs> reputation That's i'm gonna drown right. myself in my let's get a malice in the chalice got, gonna, baby gonna need it dealing with we got you. more malice in the chalice on this one than once previously yeah, Let's yeah, get a malice in the chalice. That sounds like a country song. <laughs>
0: yeah. dude, we, should, we should make a country song about <laughs> drinking wine out of plastic cups. <laughs> oh, I got my plastic <laughs> cup. <laughs> Anyways, okay, you go. Oh, yeah, dude. So I just, I said, yeah, Gendry finds Arya and she's flinging arrows like playing target practice, and he tells her, hey, you should be out celebrating. <laughs> and she goes, I am celebrating. <laughs> this is how I do it, man. I keep... I Remember that old, that, that funny saying? It's like... um." stay ready so you don't have to get ready that aria takes that way too seriously <laughs> you know <laughs> she takes that way too seriously.
1: i kind of thought what she was doing was almost reminded me of a laura croft tomb raider because if you seen have you seen the original i haven't seen any tomb, raider? of the tomb raiders well there's a part in the original tomb raider with angelina jolie oh i love angelina jolie um but there's a part where like she's exhausted from just going on a mission so to relax she puts on pajamas and starts bungee jumping like she starts bungee jumping <laughs> off a cliff in the middle of her house like as then she decides to do a training course and shoot down robots like that's fun to her like this is Arya stark at this point like for fun she is gonna shoot these bullseyes until she's hit the bullseye every fucking time
0: yeah so he tells he tells Arya of his new title Tells him that he's, you know, Lord Gendry Baratheon of Storm's Zen, and you know, she's super happy for him, and like he just straight up he goes, you know, shout out to our boy for going for it, man. He just grabs her face and kisses her.
1: And, yeah, yeah, man, that was yeah, like the too hot to handle, baby. Too that. hot to handle. And so he <laughs> yeah.
0: confesses her his love for her and asks her to marry him and be the lady of Storm's Zen. And this is what I wrote down, because you know I love my full circle moments, mm-hmm. Chase. This guys, is another wink back to season one where Ned talks with Arya. He tells her, and this is, uh, uh, like he tells her little ladies shouldn't play with swords. And she replies, I wasn't playing and I don't want to be a lady. Then in episode four of season one, Ned tells Arya, you will marry a high lord and rule his castle and your sons shall be knights and princes and lords. And Arya replies, no, that's not me. Now here... Arya tells Gendry you'll be a wonderful Lord and any lucky any lady would be lucky to have you but I'm not a lady I never have been that's not me literally her own words echoing eight years later from what she said to her dad to the person that who was a high lord that he said he she was gonna marry a high lord guys hello ring 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 Gendry's a high lord now She and Ned told her you're gonna marry a high lord and she said no and guess what she said no again here and she said the exact same words that's not me
1: and How f- badass is that? Oh, it's badass! What a
0: fucking what a what a full circle moment that is! I bet, awesome. I bet most people miss that, dude. I really do.
1: No, I thought that was a great point. Um, my big thing here is coming from the other side. <laughs> you really? take
0: it on the other side.
1: On the other side. Oh, that's nineties. <laughs> uh, I thought we were gonna sing show, chi- yeah, yeah Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh man, I was always a Californication guy. Dude, I love um, Black, band, band, Black band, Bandana, Black Bandana, Sweet that's, that's Dana, California. That. Oh, sorry, that's Dana, California. What was the other one? Californication. Yeah, Trina, California. yeah. so my mm.
0: actual favorite song, but so guys, I'm sorry. This is you know, here's my malice in the chalice card. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> Throw out my malice in the chalice Let's card. The Let's drink dirty. it. Let's drink, bro. Get we got dirty we got, we got Mm. So my my off-topic rant here. Nothing to do with the show at all. let
1: hold on. Let me fill up my cup. Popping bottles in the eye. Ah.
0: You know would be funny if it was actually ice cold, but these are just like lukewarm bottles. <laughs> oh, and what's funny is it's I, I gotcha. put them in the fridge all week, which means the fridge ain't working that good. Well, I mean, we've had them out here for a minute now. We were, what, an hour and 17 minutes in. I guess it's got a little chill to it. I'll do my own because you like to ooh, spill it's all just over like, the place. So like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out from now on. There's a way to pour it without spilling it let's all over the describe place.
1: describe these cups we have because these cups hold so much more now now that we go to the uh awesome hispanic restaurant across the street that have
0: twist that up my man twist that up
1: so we started saving these cups that they would put the margaritas in that we drank on previous episodes and they just hold so much you get so much for your fill yeah it's like i will not stop till i've had my fill
0: you know, I'm sorry, I think I played my Malice in the channels <laughs> card where you finish your thought immediately I just finished Did, it You guys, you see it here, you can see it there What does that say? Fair enough, can't argue so, with that So my favorite band is the Red Hot Chili Peppers of all time I'm 28 years old, I was born in 1992 so I'm aging myself a little bit but I've, I've always loved the Red Hot Chili Peppers and so you you love this song California Californication, Dana California My two favorites are Other Side and um Oh man, it was something that me and Nick sing all the time. I, my favorite, my actual total favorite song is the one I can't. Think is it of. Higher Ground? No, it's. Uh, it was a really popular one. I can think of it. Like it's just tough off the top of my head when I'm when I'm singing Other Side in my head. It sounds just like Other Side. Um Man, let's see what it was. Uh,
1: chili Peppers are classic. By the way. By, by the, the way, way.
0: Okay, yeah. 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 By yeah. the way, I tried to say I'd be there. I would pay so yeah. much to go to a Chili Pepper concert. Dude, that's another thing I was going to say on that. Like, dude, when I was looking at videos and I saw what a Red Hot Chili Pepper concert looks like, it was a sea. I'm telling you a sea of people. I, I would have loved to be in there during their, their height of their glory going to a... Excuse me, Chili Peppers concert. It
1: would be like seeing one of the classics. Yeah, like, so I mean, awesome. I can't say like Michael Jackson and stuff because I mean those are top of the top, different genres. Yeah, but God, I would pay so much money. It'd be like seeing Metallica or something,
0: dude. It was it was super cool. Like those are so your favorite. Your two favorite down California, Californication. Minor, by the way. Actually, I gotta side. say, the
1: first. California, uh, California, I always think of the California Cation. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, show. that's what made them show. Right? Oh, oh, the show. With the the show? yeah the yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but um, yeah, yeah. But California Cation, the song, right? My first song I ever heard by the Red Hot Chili Peppers was Higher Ground. I was six years old I think when the Power Rangers movie came out and they played that as like Tommy the white Power Ranger was like floating down on a skyboard. It was badass man. Ever since I was like a diehard rock fan. Which I love all genres, don't get me wrong. But uh i mean you know
0: they're like foo fighters they're classic i just love the chili peppers and like the other song too like my favorite growing up was can't stop mm-hmm. can't stop the diction to the shindig oh he says so i'm gonna big win big. dirty yeah dude like i love that so get
1: your dirty on but
0: anyways that was my my off topic my malice and chalice cards burn so, oh, so good it. oh I miss yeah. that. so good man so dude and it's funny because now we go back to gendry look look at what i wrote here i just said Poor Gendry, <laughs> because he just confessed his love for this girl, and she just basically left him at the altar. Can I Not really say at the altar, real she, quick. Yeah, because man. he had the best monologue.
1: Yo, he, go for it, man. He pours out. Yeah, He pours out his heart to this girl. Pours out his heart, and I think you know. Let's talk about it. I think Arya. I think Arya kind of loved him in her own way. Yes, I agree with you it's just like it's not her like it's not her. Just not her it's like that girl that goes out of state like, and expects you to follow like him this is this is what i would say if
0: she was going to be with anybody it would have been him it's not like she would go and be
1: with somebody else it's just it's he not cares right for her. for her man i i actually really felt sorry for him because he would have given her anything yeah, I
0: wouldn't say I would feel sorry for him because he did just inherit Storm, Storm's <laughs> End as a bastard. So, yeah, you know, I think rich as,
1: <laughs> yeah, everybody's the rich. like richest butt. <laughs> I
0: was thinking the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, dude, give, but, give him the monologue, bro. Give him the mono.
1: He, like, kind of walks up to her, and, you know, she's arching away these yeah. bullseyes. And is like, I am celebrating. Like, get the fuck away from me. And he's like, it's nighttime. It's freezing, and everyone's celebrating. You should be celebrating with them. I am celebrating. I am too. I'm not Gendry Rivers anymore. I'm Gendry Baratheon. Gendry. <laughs> Lord of Storm... Gendry, sorry. Gendry, <laughs> Gendry. I am too. I'm not Gendry Rivers anymore. I'm Gendry Baratheon, Lord of Storm's End, by order of the Queen. Congratulations. I don't know how to be Lord of anything. I, can- I hardly know how to use a fork. <laughs> All I know is that you're beautiful. I love you, and none of it will be worth anything if you're not with me. So be with me, be not, be my wife, be Lord of Storms Lady of Storms, Lady of Storms yeah. Sorry, Lord. Why does she dress up like a <laughs> yeah, guy? Man. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, she kind of does. <laughs> hey, but uh, yeah. but no, uh, yeah. yeah. Be my wife, be Lady of Storms and you know she looks at him, and this is why you. <laughs> I gotta say, man, I felt so bad for Gendry, and she says she kisses him and you know kind of really like wow like her eyes tear up you know you really made my heart melt at this point because i i really you're willing to risk everything for me and she kisses him and arya says you'll be a wonderful lord and any lady would be lucky to have you but i'm not a lady i never have been that's not me just like you said yeah man
0: Talking about people going around with bad intentions. Let's
1: Ooh. our boy Jamie. We got uh wow. We got we got Jamie one, Gendry and Tormund zero. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, in the friend zone. Well, Gendry got Gendry, farther. Gendry, than yeah, yeah, Gen, yeah. Gendry, Gendry got, got, all got, got, the, got
0: the stuff. He got, got the sleigh. A
1: little move.
0: Stuff. Stuff. stab Stuff. Oh, yeah. But I was going to sing some Taylor Swift Bad, Bad Intention. Wait, is that Halsey? That's Halsey, right? I was thinking, oh, you mean bad. Re- I got to No, uh, that's a bad reputation. Yeah, no, no. Dirty you- conversation. So, does, like, Taylor has a song, Bad Reputation. Yeah. Or an album, uh, Bad Reputation. She right? has bad reputation. It's but like, um, I was talking about bad intentions. Did something
1: bad.
0: Oh, no, that's the other one. So, I'm talking about song Remember, like, I think I think it's Halsey again. It
1: got
0: be wrong. a bad. Re- uh, no, how does it go? I don't know, but I'm talking about. Intentions, like a bad, bad intentions. That's is what I'm talking about. Cause this is what I said down here. Mm-hmm. Jamie goes to Brienne's room with wine and bad intentions.
1: Dirty Jamie. Let's give gener- I'll, I'll
0: drink for Jamie. I'll drink let's for Jamie. Let's give Jamie some credit,
1: man. I'll drink for Jamie. Okay, you got. Let's review. Let's review the scorers and the strikeouts. Okay. All right. Let's review the touchdowns with the goose eggs. All right. Tormans at zero. Tormans at zero. Gendry's at zero.
0: Gendry's at like half because he had sex but didn't get married to. So we'll give him half. We'll get we'll get Tormund zero. Gendry half.
1: I thought close only counted in horseshoes and hand grenades. But if you had sex, <laughs> you had sex. I just had sex. Oh, my goodness. Guys, <laughs> this is our music. This, this is the fact <laughs> fantasy <laughs> musical here. You know what's so funny is this is the one we were going to make sure we didn't <laughs> sing a song on. This is the show I just had sex. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyways. Felt so good. Felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the um, Anyways, right. Here's the,
0: here's so the we deal. got Tormund Zero, Gendry at a half, and we got to give Jamie full marks.
1: Yeah, you got to give him full marks. But here's the thing is think about it. You had two guys that already had previous history being in Winterfell with these ladies. Jamie comes out of nowhere, which, yes, he does have a history. But think of, like, that girl that always kind of had her fantasy moment. Like, man, if I could go back and get with that guy, I would. I think guys had that moment, too. Don't put it on only the ladies. Okay. guys have well that moment, um, yeah. Right? yeah guys sorry everyone has it. we're not yeah. you know no. not saying anything about ladies just you know everyone in general yeah people you, people right? have the people. like the, the one that
0: got away type of deal like, the one yeah. that got away yeah
1: people have that one that yes. got away i'm just saying ladies because jamie is a guy going after Brienne, who is a lady so meaning it'd be more of a guy thing then because she's like he's she's he's the well, one. it goes for both people because they both won. I think they both, both won to get with each other yeah. this
0: whole series, and they never had the opportunity. Both to. people,
1: but even worse for Jamie because Jamie is showing Tormund up in this situation. But imagine, right? These two guys that have been in Winterfell, so been in this place, trying to work their back game the entire time, had so much more power, lose to a guy. Imagine being already down fourteen points in a football game because you don't have a hand, and then you wind up winning, bro. And then you but wind like, up he, he winning. Here's the thing: it's like I don't
0: think Jamie was like fighting for affection; it just happened because they've had mutual attraction for each other. It was it was like a buildup that's just whoa, like, whoa! He
1: went in and got what he wanted because remember he starts taking his shirt off. He starts pulling yeah, the I know Yeah, I
0: know what you're talking about, but I'm saying that, like, it's not something that's been building up. He hasn't been trying to get at her for this whole entire right. time. Tormund's been trying to get Brienne this yeah. entire time. Jamie is just, like, they've had this attraction this entire time, and it's finally built up and boiled up to this point. Hey, we just beat the army of the dead. We're alive. They're not... Affirmation of life, baby. It's Let's time do it. to slay. It's time so, to repopulate the planet. Up this that's village. exactly what it says. So Jamie goes to Brienne's room with wine and bad intentions. Yeah, and they take each other's clothes off, and Brienne admits to being a virgin, and Jamie tells her, "Then you have to drink." Those are the rules, and then kisses her ass. Those are the rules. And I don't
1: want to drink, but those are the rules. They get busy. You know, this reminds me. I remember Ramsey. You have to run now. Those are, Those the, are rules. the rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, I love my boy. Ramsey. Oh, yeah. Dude, so
0: our our girl, Brienne and our boy, Jamie, they get busy. Get busy. Wait, what's that Sean Paul song? Get it on, get it on, wait, wait, get it on. Oh, no. Get busy. I got the right temperature. Wait, oh, no, no, no. There's a song by him called shake Get Busy. That thing, get miss gonna miss gonna shake that thing. thing miss kind of going to shake
1: that thing. Miss Annabella. Yeah. And how's it go, uh... <laughs> Sexy ladies want to walk with us <laughs> and in the car with us. They want to talk with us. Get in the go on, criss with us and get fixed with us. We on six with us. <laughs> yeah, that now used I'm to be in my, my bonsai,
0: song. Name my, my name and it is my name.
1: It's, it's all, all girl, girl. girl Turn me on, on to the early morning. Let's, Let's
0: get it on. Let's get, get it on to the early morning. It's <laughs> all yeah. girl.
1: Oh man, this is like a yeah, musical episode. Yeah. So that's,
0: that's, you guys that's like High
1: School Musical? Man, this is like High School Musical on grade
0: R. It's it's High School Musical with. Two people who can't sing. <laughs> High School Musical rated M. <laughs> oh, yeah. But now let's go back to two other people. Now, so Danny, she goes to see John, and you know she asks John if he's drunk, and he's like, ah, not really, just a little bit, and you know he. She did, was trying to oh, she was dirty. Oh, she wanted that she, like she wanted that life affirming sex. Which too.
1: let's be real, uh, I mean, and this goes for girls and guys, of course, right? This is, like, that guy that's, like, kind of drunk but really not in the mood. Or let's say girl and guy, right? And then the other person, your significant other... Is like so horny and turned on, just really wanting to slay, and then the other person's just not into it. Like, get the fuck away from yeah,
0: me. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like that, except that they're related. <laughs> like, that's the problem. I think that's what makes John so uncomfortable. You brought a good point. they they related? And I think that's why he didn't want to. Is because like he's like, dude, I'm, I'm fucking my aunt. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So let me get let me get through this here. So Danny basically tells he like so. John gives his condolences for Jorah. Danny tells him that Jorah loved her, but that she couldn't love Jora back the way Jorah wanted. So Danny confesses her love again for John, and they start they start heavy making out. But then like John pulls away, and then Danny like 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 she knows what it is is because they they related, and she's like, I wish you never, I wish we go back to how it was before you told me. I wish I never knew you know what I know now. Like those aren't direct quote, excuse me, <clears throat> quotes. And just remember from that
1: scene. Do you, have these, do you have the direct quotes? Hit them with it. And I want to say something before the direct quotes. Uh, my heart really breaks for Danny at this point because it's not. She's
0: getting nothing. No love in the north.
1: <laughs> She's getting no love <laughs> no in the no north. No love in the club, baby. I'm making love in club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's my boy, Usher. Anyways, here's the thing. ATL. ATL. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> ATL. Josh is from that NYC. <laughs> Anyways, it, it, here's the thing is my heart breaks for Danny here. And she loves John. Mm-hmm. Like, she is completely, utterly, heads over heels, unfathomably in love with him. And he's weirded out by the situation. Also, it, all the stuff is going through his mind. Like, I, I don't know what to do because he really supports his family but john says you know he's kind of breaking the silence here with her and he's expressing his condolences and says i didn't know Sejora will, but i know this if he could have chosen a way to die it would have been protecting you danny said he loved me and i couldn't love him back not the way he wanted not the way i love you is that all right Yeah. And Danny's... They start making out. Oh! That's the malice and the dirty. (laughs) Malice and the chalice from the big dirty over here. Mm. Yeah, they... They start. They start every time I text Josh. By the way, I'm like Big Dirty. What yo, you up yo, to? Does, he, you, man. Yo, Big Dirty. What are you doing, man? Yo, Big Dirty. <laughs> yeah, I wish. What, I, dude, we're gonna get a Big Dirty card. <laughs> <laughs> like on Instagram, his name's Jane Nelly. I wish I could just Jay tag Nelly it Nelly at Nitty-Nitty. Big Dirty. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, geez. But Danny, Danny is so broken. She says, "I wish you never told me. If I didn't know, I would be happy right now. I try to forget." And this relates to what she was looking at when tormund was telling a story tonight i did for a while and then i saw i saw them gathered around you i saw the way they looked at you i know that look so many people have looked at me that way but never here never on this side of the sea john said i told you i don't want it like just expressing himself because he does love danny but right now he's kind of a little bit on the fence It doesn't matter what you want you didn't want to be king of the north what happens when they demand you press your claim and take what is mine and she's got a great point because here's the problem she is showing that it doesn't matter what john wants it's what the people want just like how they pick in a you know a representative then he, sa- he
0: says that I, I know i don't have it written down here but i remember this like vividly because the way he say he's like then i'll refuse It's I mean. <laughs> how you said, i'll refuse you like, read waiting it? with him no no i just i just like yeah you go for it like, that's you you're-
1: i'll refuse <laughs> Say it. say it say i'll refuse <laughs> you're my queen i don't know what else i can say you can say nothing <laughs> to anyone ever <laughs> Never tell them who you really are. Swear your brother and Samuel Tarley to secrecy and tell no one else, or it will take on a life of its own and you won't be able to control it or what it does to people. No matter how many times you bend the knee, no matter how many times you swear, I want it to be the way. I want it to be between us. And which is. I want actually, it
0: to be the way it was between us. It was between yes.
1: us. And John says. I have to tell Sansa and Arya because fucking John has to be the greatest, honest honorable person in the John. fucking world. Dude, Remember he honorable almost,
0: Ned. Let's
1: bring this up, too. Remember he almost fucked him over in season seven at the last episode? Dude, but, like, yeah, but I get where he's coming from. Eventually, like, like it's something why? you gotta tell. Him. Here's, here's my tell problem, him. right? If you really love somebody and it's not gonna make a difference, why should John had ever tell anybody?
0: Because, like... Like, if you really love that person. You grew up with these other people, and they're your family. So you're basically choosing between your significant other and your family.
1: Here's my question, though. Okay. And this is a quick question, so I won't throw out the great debate card over this. If someone said, if you tell this person, I'll kill your family. Are you going to tell that person? No, because you're thinking of your family.
0: I don't know. Some people don't respond to terrorism, Chase. Some people don't. <laughs> Some people just, you know, like. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I see what you're saying, but you see, do you see my point? I, I to a
0: point, but like at the end of the day, like everything in Jon's fiber would it, it makes me agree with him here. Like every what you know him as, like, it would be out of character for him to be like, okay, I won't tell
1: anyone. I would have said, fuck it, I am keeping Danny as my queen. I'm bending the knee. I ain't telling shit. Uh, you take that shit to your grave. Yeah, man, <laughs> she, but, you that's up, you, like you, you robbed grew, a bank. Are you dude, gonna they're, go they're tell your they're family? They're staying
0: in their own house. Like they're in Winterfell, and Sansa, Arya, and Bran, and Jon's like place of like childhood, and like keeping a secret of that magnitude is so disrespectful respectful to your like the family that raised you if you robbed
1: a bank would you tell your mommy and
0: poppy it's not robbing a bank though like he's like i'm telling you guys the truth about who i
1: am as a person you know it's like it's almost like in a way i I I disagree but i understand your point yeah but danny says because remember sansa and danny are having this big problem right now oh they don't like each other no Uh (laughs) yeah not fun Sansa will want to see me gone and you on the iron throne she won't she's not the girl you grew up with not after what she's been through not after what they've done to her and then john says i owe them the truth even if the truth destroys us it won't it will i've never begged for anything but i'm begging you Don't do this, please. Beggar queen. (laughs) Like the beggar queen you are. (laughs) But (laughs) Danny's broken right now. And and you got to understand here. She's giving everything she can. Why can't this motherfucker submit? I think,
0: I think because you, uh, like, you are a big Danny fan. You see it through Danny's lenses more than objectively. Because like, there's no reason he should have to hide who he truly is as a person. Like, that's like, like, he's, a, he's a. That's who he is. Like, he can't control who he is, and people have, deserve a right to know that ones that are close to him. You might need to announce it to the kingdom, but like the people, like, like I think he did it right. Like, he's like, listen, I gotta tell Arya, and I gotta tell Sansa. That's two people.
1: Like, Until everyone well, Sansa tells. <laughs> right. And that's more that's of a reflection her, of her. I think yeah. that's more of her problem than it was John's problem. Okay. I mean, I see Danny's point as far as Arya and Sansa. Like, if she can trust I don't, John. I don't think them. Arya was big the big issue. Because I think, like, she, like. I think it was Sansa. Yeah, it was Sansa. Because they already had that feud going on. Yeah. But John says, You are my queen, and they are my family. We can live together. We can.
0: And I just told you how. Exactly. Like, just like that, like, rude and snapped at him, and he, like, he like, like, he's taken aback by it, which he should have been. Like, who the heck are you talking to, man? Like, what in the world? Like, you were a psycho. You can start to see, like, the wheels coming off the wagon with her right now. Like, she just got really I can't say
1: she's... she's a psycho. Honestly, no. I feel for her because. Dude, the thing is, like, I would have made that. Sacrifice. I think she's a psycho because,
0: dude, but this is what she's basically telling you it's my way or the highway. It's my way or no way at all. John's like, listen, like we can still like, we can compromise here. Like, I'm only gonna tell these two people. I'll swear to them. I'll swear everyone to silence. Like after that, like because remember he tells them, like you know, not to get too far ahead. Like we can't tell anyone. You can't tell anyone. And they all right. him, like, so I he's, understand. He tries to do like he he's doing a good compromise in the middle. And and Danny's just like kind but of, Danny like it's my way or no one's if way. If you
1: don't know Arya and Sansa though, can you trust them? It's not so much about trust for them. Maybe you should be able to trust the guy that you like. I. I understand her trusting him. This is just like the president, right? You almost can argue, does the president pull the strings when the House of Representatives and Congress is putting pressure on him? That's the problem here.
0: I don't think that, like I said, you can never, like anything that's, just like the judge, anything in absolutes is not good. And she just told him this is the only singular possible way that it can work. Like, no, there's other, like, there's other options. It's <laughs> never just, like, gun to the head and it's either you get shot or you do what I say. <laughs> that, right, like, I mean, no. unless you get mugged. <laughs> but like, it's just, but
1: I, I do understand what you're saying. Also, this is why you can very clearly tell I'm a Targaryen, and Josh yeah. is a Stark. <laughs> That's funny. Which is why you see the banners up here. Well, yeah, we don't do this on accident, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, okay, I'll uh, let you take it from here, man. Yeah,
0: man. So it, it's funny because, like, I Danny beg. Like, we're talking about this, like, Danny begging John not to tell anyone who he truly is, and she's losing it. She start, and then John. See, this is the point I wanted to make here. Not a point, but this is just something I've noticed as a repeated thing over and over again throughout the season. John has. Two lines, basically. You are my queen, and I don't want it. Like, those are the only two things he really says at all. So he starts saying that. This is exactly what I wrote down. I was like... John starts with his whole I don't want it, you are my queen bullshit.
1: <laughs> All he ever says this season. So, here's the thing do you think John feels like he's in an abusive relationship? Yes, I do. Dude, I oh, 100% no, do. Because this is why, it's, this is when, to your point there, because you had the quotes, but I have my
0: takes on the quotes. Yeah. It's like Danny tries to pull rank on his ass, basically saying the only way this works is my way. And that's it. And then she walks out. She's like, I don't want to hear anything else about it. This is my way. Bye.
1: Playing completely in the middle, I have to say you're right. Because she... As much as I am a Danny fan, and I bend the knee all the time, I gotta say, has she ever once asked for John's opinion?
0: Like, only one time is like like I uh, remember in Dragonstone when she's about to go wipe out everyone and with the dragons, and he tells her, like, you know, if you that do was that, you are more, yeah. like, more of the same. Like, you are not, you are not
1: different. You are more of the same. That's the only time she doesn't compromise. I mean, here, here, this is tough for me because as a good ruler, which we don't have kings and queens anymore here in the united states which even in other countries they're more like figureheads the people really rule right but back in those times as far as a king or queen if you're picking one of them you would think they would have the power to know their decision is completely right because they're that smart and intellectual so i want to think you know danny this is you're completely right because your way should be the highway because you were picked to be the best however she never listens to her advisors very much she starts to though she She listens to advisors when they tell her not to
0: like well i'm gonna bring this up in the summary like the only time she listens to her her advisors and when they tell
1: her hey don't blow everything up (laughs) don't blow everything up i'm just on the fence because i feel so bad for her yeah
0: dude she's in a tough situation she's in a place where no she's not shown any love and like the only reason they're alive is because she was there and she's not getting the thanks that she deserves like yeah there's a lot that goes into it but at the end of the day john didn't do that john has been nothing but great to her and brought her into Winterfell like repeatedly because remember in the war council room well i guess we're gonna get there i I, I do want
1: to ask this quick question yeah could you add could you assume then because John well no you can't because what happens later but at this point you're almost wondering is John a pansy ass because he's never stood up to the Northmen really until later which right, right here actually is the yeah. next one so that honestly. leads us into now you want to take it away yeah
0: for sure I just have one quick inner thing like Jamie wakes up next to Brianna after doing the dirty did he just kind of wakes up and looks at her and then they, they kind of realizes what he does because the reason I want to bring that up first before we transition into the war council room is because you guys have to understand, Jamie has only ever had sex with Cersei. That's the only person he's ever slept with, and he's mentioned it a number of times. Remember when he was Catelyn's captor, well, Rob Stark's captor, and, and she he basically says he's more honorable than Ned Stark because Cersei's the only girl he ever had <laughs> sex with. Right? So like so Jamie like that's I thought it was a moment like, like yeah. Jamie for the first time like realized like what what Physical interaction and relationships are with somebody else other than his sister. And we, I thought that like, you know by his look, I was like, oh, he's happy about that, cool. And then it transitions to the war council room, and so the war council assesses the losses, and basically, like you know, everyone's like, uh, the half of the army is gone on all parts, right? The Northmen, the Unsullied, the Dothraki, but how sway? How after the long night, it looked like there was next to no one alive. Like, how is it just half? Bro, are you <laughs> kidding me? In what world was there still half of the army left? If you looked at the carnage and what it looked like during the long night and after it ended before, you know, it, it finished up and, and closed out the scene, there was no one left alive. It, like, it looked almost like every single Dothraki that ever existed died like how is there only half of them that are dead and then like the Unsullied they got their line broken all the way down to Winterfell's gates and there was like a handful left how is there only how is there already like the like, half of them still left like the Northmen like they got overran inside Winterfell like I don't understand the logistics and how it made it look in the long night that there was basically anybody left
1: alive and then they're just like
0: yeah man there's there's half of our army we got we we're right at half.
1: It was like that Mario, Yo, Luigi. So but dumb. <laughs> like you put in a cheat code for fucking unlimited lives, and Pretty you much. just replenish their shit. Yeah, that's so frustrating.
0: That, that really frustrated me because like obviously, I'm, and i bring this up in the summary. I was I've always been a big proprietor of the the long night should have been the last war, but like, bro, like you can't just you can't make it seem that there's basically no one left alive, and then come back the very next episode and be like. Oh, no, like we're half. Like It's just half. So there was 8,000 unsulling. Now there's 4,000. Like, what? In what world?
1: Which really goes to show how stupid that was because you couldn't come up with a statistical plan like the American Revolution or something. Like Anything. To come up with some sort of we don't have the odds but we're still going to take you down kind of thing.
0: Right. Like – it, 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 it's just ridiculous. Because, I mean, technically the odds were ridiculous not. Ridiculous crew. Favor. Yeah, they were <laughs> not in their favor either way because even with half, they're still less than like. Ridiculous. Happened, but, they, but they still had, a dra- they had two dragons at that point, right? So, anyways, that's just one thing I wanted to point out. I just it saw it, that something that always rubbed me the wrong way is how, these, how all of a sudden they just added numbers to what looked like there was nothing left of anybody. But whatever. Because if you guys go back and watch that long night. Look at the Dothraki, look at the Unsullied, and you tell me there's still half of them remaining. Yeah, Get dude, out of my face. We
1: talked about it last episode. <laughs> remember, it looked like the whole damn Dothraki They're was gone. knocked out. Dude, and then,
0: remember, like, how they in kept, the like... first wait. And then the Unsullied, when they kept making smaller and smaller formations, because they kept getting fucked up outside the gate of Winterfell, and there was, like, a handful left there before they lit the trenches? Yeah. What in the
1: world? How was there still half of them? Like the, the trench! Like the trench! Like, so, I, I,
0: that makes yeah. me mad. Like, that's one of the few, like, one of I the agree. many things. Like, I, that was I, some bullshit.
1: I completely agree 100%.
0: But, um, yeah, but to the point here where I say, like, John makes a stand is right here, because Sansa kind of comes up with the notion that, hey, you know what? You know, we need to rest our people. We just fought a war. And Danny's like, you know what? You guys swore a pledge to me, and now I fulfilled my end, and when it comes to you fulfilling your end, like, you just want, like, you know what? Like, like you want rest now? Like, and, and Sansa's like, it's not just for my people, it's for your people, too. Like, we just fought a big-ass war. Like, chill the fuck out. And then John takes a stand for Danny here like to your point when you said his ear didn't John's like the Northman will honor the pledge that we made so whatever you
1: command we will obey and like basically shut Sans's ass down yeah and I do want to say this one iconic line because it's actually one that's even in the trailer so a lot of people wonder where it comes from Danny is proposing your power her power like you were saying and she says we will hit her hard we will rip her out root and stem and that's when, you know, Tyrion was saying they kind of have the clash with Tyrion too. The objective is to remove Cersei without destroying King's Landing. So you're having this rift too because Good point. Here's the problem though. I feel like Tyrion is trying to save as much of his family as possible.
0: Yeah, and this is what I have too. I said Danny is starting to get real bitchy and entitled, and Tyrion reminds her <laughs> and then Tyrion reminds her they want to remove Cersei without destroying King's Landing. And Varys tells her that Yara has retaken the Iron Islands and the new Prince of Dorne pledged his support to her. And she doesn't care about that. She just wants a capital. This is what I'm saying. Like it's like it's like her way or the highway. Like I don't care that I've got two strong allies in Dorne and in the Iron Islands. I don't care. I want the capital. As long as Cersei sits on the Iron Throne, she can call herself the Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. Like, bro, who cares? Like we can get there when we get there, but you've got some big strong allies that you should be happy about, motherfucker. By
1: the gods oh, of the no. thrones, Uh-oh. I summon the great debate card. Oh,
0: shit. What are we doing? Sleigh
1: time, oh, baby. Oh, sleigh time? Uh-oh. It's, let's get a little, to the little side. sleigh on the side. Little uh, sleigh right. ride. You ever seen the sleigh? Yeah. The, with the, the swords? The emoji? Yeah. The, like, the, yeah. The, the sleigh emoji? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Tongue, the teeth, and the lips. Unique ah, New York. Here's the problem. What's your problem? And I'm going to back this up with a quote, so we're going to debate this. Take it. So they came up with this plan. This stupid-ass fucking plan. (laughs) Where basically what they were going to do is they were going to... Like, you know, Danny wanted to rip them out, like she said, root and stem. She wanted to go in there, which is foreshadowing for later, blow the whole shit down, and take her out the way she is. Tyrion's fucking stupid-ass military plan is they plan to defeat the Lannisters with the Golden Company by starving them out basically, like with their resources. So even though she has the people in the Red Keep, it would cause her to basically surrender. Why the hell is everyone in the group agreeing to this when Sansa already has experience with her and knows, Danny knows this shit hasn't worked because it hasn't worked twice, and you have the damn hand of the queen that should have learned from his experiences that has gotten outsmarted twice already three times or twice because i know it's at least been twice it's been
0: it's been three times he got outsmarted once in Dorne, once in castor the rock and then once when she told him that they would send the Atlanta that's north. right yeah so three times
1: so like why would here's my great debate Why would you ever agree to this, being the members on her team that are supposed to be smart and intellectual and assess the situation? I know you don't want people to die, but why would you ever think starving them out based on resources, which is what you just did before, and got Alaria Sand and the Sand Sisters killed and Yara captured? Why would that ever work? Well, here's my thing on that.
0: They didn't. Their their point was that was never to starve them out with the Sand Sisters, and then like because they, they wanted to do like a hammer and an anvil between High Garden and Dorne, coming attacking them from two directions, right? And so they never got there. That was the point. Is like their they their ships got attacked proactively by Euron Greyjoy, so they, they 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 never got to implement their plan. So basically, what this tells me is they're trying every single avenue to avoid bloodshed with innocent people because what Tyrion tells her if you're not if i'm not mistaken i don't have it written down in quote but he basically says if the people if the people are starving they will turn against her and once they realize that she is the only enemy they will remove her something along those
1: lines yeah so he like, said the objective is to remove cersei without destroying king's landing
0: Oh well, yeah, I've got that part. But I'm talking oh, about like, when she went. He went into it in depth a little bit. Yeah. Because he was saying that like once the people of King's Landing realize that she's the only enemy, they will turn against her. Which is like on paper a good plan because he his whole thing and he's a good person. He wants to take the throne without destroying King's Landing. And so what's a good plan to do that? Starving all the people until they realize, hey, we're not going to hurt you guys, but the only reason you guys can't eat and you can't provide for your families because that bitch is holding the throne right so y'all turn against her we can get her out alone y'all still live and i'll I'll shower you guys with everything that you need basically it's like killing them with kindness without
1: having to blow everything up which here's my problem though okay which is very an interesting situation because given current events <laughs> which i actually support what's going on today because i think we need to take a stand um i'll openly say that i think I clearly support what's going on. I just don't support innocent people dying here. Here's my problem with an issue of this plan as far as King's Landing goes. Okay. Here's my issue is it's kind of like literally today. Right. And this goes to, you know, we've been talking about current events on the show. You know, you've tried every aspect of, I understand you think that people would throw her out, but you're talking about a long-ass term plan. Why not get something solved now? Let's fix it.
0: Well, here's the thing, too, because keep in mind, we have, uh, what's it called, previous examples of this being the factor. Remember when Joffrey was king and they couldn't feed the people in King's Landing and they all turned against and rioted against Joffrey in the streets? And that was off of something without anyone threatening them immediately. If Daenerys is outside there with two fucking dragons sitting over the ramparts and they're like, oh shit, and then on top of that they can't get any food or anything like that, they call out their supply trains, they're going to riot again. But how damn long would
1: that take? Like, think about the how food it they didn't, might it have in the side. It didn't take inside.
0: long for them to rebel against Joffrey and the Queen there.
1: And here's a good point, and I'm actually going to side with you on this great debate card because of something I just thought of, and it actually relates to today's current events. Think of before COVID-19. Okay. Before COVID-19, let's go back to January. Okay. We were on top of the world. Mm -hmm. Like, the unemployment line was the lowest it's ever been. Within three weeks, we were done. So, as much as I'm wanting to say... (coughs) Oh, God... Joked up there on the dilly-dilly. Yeah, dilly. I guess so. Man. <laughs> he feels really strongly about this guy. <laughs> Let's get him malice <laughs> in the chalice. Ding dong. <clears throat> you know when something goes right down the wrong way, guys? Ugh. Well, it gives I you an opp- opportunity to laugh at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, we've been laughing at you for years. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna- <laughs> Yeah, it's like the tour mund, man. Ugh. It's the tour mund of the podcast. Anyways, <laughs> here's my issue, though. is... <clears throat> Man like Arya, the tears coming out my eyes. Look <laughs> <Okay. clears> at <throat> here's my problem. I get that would take a take a very short period of time. <clears throat> but like you were saying with current events, I understand Danny's situation because <clears throat> She's tried every situation, and they've screwed her.
0: I don't think so, because even later on, <coughs> not this, not this, it might, it might be later on in this episode, I'm not sure. Because remember when she talks to Tyrion and Grey, when she said, and she said, talking to Cersei Lannister won't do any good. And then she amends her <coughs> statement and says, but the people of King's Landing should see that Daenerys Stormboard made every
1: attempt to avoid bloodshed. She says that right late. yeah. What does that foreshadow?
0: Right. And I'm sorry that I kind
1: of got ahead No, off, no, that's no, That's the best good. Of the part. That's what I'm trying to make is like Can you explain like, the plan one more time just so our our viewers know how clear it is? Yes.
0: So <clears throat> they plan to surround the city, starve the people until they turn on Cersei, destroy the ships to, to bring them food and, and other goods to kind of... So all the fleet... Like, basically destroy Euron Greyjoy's fleet. Make sure no ships can come in and out of the harbor, which would immediately shut down <clears throat> majority of their economy up to from down to Fleet Bottom up to the Red Keep. Everything in King's Landing as a whole. So that that was a plan. Destroy the fleet. Destroy any means of transporting goods and foods and, you know, uh, other things that they would need to survive cut that line of of transportation off, surround the city, and basically starve them out until they realize, like, listen, if we don't do something, we're all going to be fucked.
1: Which, I got to say, this is a pretty weak-ass great debate card because Josh... Billy really knows his facts really well. Sorry, i was still choking. You know when you're choking and dying? Yeah, dude, 20- so much, I hate
0: that feeling because it <laughs> always comes back like later on. Oh, too. big Look dirty! Out. It's
1: one of them big dirty moments. <laughs> it's you know, a big the, dirty. That big dirty. You get the malice card. Mm-hmm. Malice in the chalice, baby. Mm. Fuck yeah. Anyways, here's my thing: is is a pretty weak ass great debate, but Josh really knows his facts here. <clears throat> and I gotta say, as much as I am biased to Danny, because I want to say. They've tried all the aspects here. This could very well work. My only defense to that, and my problem with it, is they basically tried it when Alaria got screwed over. So, but they, given that's- someone that's lit- family of Cersei, you should be able to outsmart that. You're the hand of the damn queen. My, my point <clears throat> to it is like they didn't get to try
0: it, though. They got attacked on their way to implement the plan. They didn't get to implement the plan. They were coming right. by because, like, it was almost what happens at the end of this episode to foreshadow a little bit. Everything was all <laughs> hunky dory. Yara was flirting with Ilaria They were just getting their yeah. way down the ship into, like, you know, they were getting into position. Also, now nowhere they got attacked. So they here- didn't. They didn't get into position to stop or anything yet. They were going to. They were going to go land and then get in formation and do what they wanted to do. They didn't even get there because Cersei was one step ahead and attacked them first before they even got into position. So they didn't get a chance
1: to try it already because they got fucked up. So here's a quick question, and then we'll end it on this. <clears throat> because I agree with you. This great debate ends with me losing the debate because I actually <laughs> agree with you. But my small disagree here is... Okay. Shouldn't Tyrion had been able to predict this because he's already been outsmarted twice?
0: But predict what? <clears throat> predict, predict what exactly?
1: That Cersei wasn't going to allow herself to get surrounded as far as foreshadowing she would have been smarter than that that they would have come out with a lame-ass plan and she would have thought that danny would have been weak enough to try some stupid shit in layman's terms he
0: he the thing is is like what did she really do though because they went if you're talking about what happens at the end of this
1: episode no i mean as far as well sort of because, but I'm saying, like, you, you're going to sit there and wait there for three weeks until the resources run out. Like, she's really going to let them surround the city and just wait there?
0: But, like, when they come out and fight them, they fight them in the field, which is what they said. Like, they would do that. Like, if mm-hmm. they come out and attack them, they'll beat them in the field. Is what John said, word mm-hmm. for word. So, it's like, it's, it seems like a foolproof plan. The people who try to fight will die. But the innocent people who they try to save are going to stay back and let the fighters do the fighting. But
1: that's my question. With a dragon you got two. you still got two right two now. yeah no spoilers you still got two why would Tyrion, in his right mind knowing his damn sister is cersei would think that anyone would abide by these rules it's not really abiding by <clears> rules, it's like
0: they, they, let's say they get, they, they, let's say everything goes to plan, right? They surround the city they cut off the transportation lines, nothing can get in and out of King's Landing because Danny's army's got it surrounded at that point in time, what's Cersei gonna do? Attack them? Cool, that's what they want, We'll destroy your army but everyone inside King's Landing is still gonna be safe you know so know I, I mean? see your
1: point. That like, makes sense. Because you're saying, okay, well, shit, she's going to attack. So they're anticipating that. Yeah. So I can I can see that. Now, if they thought Cersei was just going to sit there inside the damn city, then they're idiots. Right. Or find a way to get out of the city <clears throat> herself. But then, you know, she's kind of stubborn
0: in her own right and wants. Remember, she, you know, not to foreshadow, she was not leaving the Red Keep, bro. <laughs> right. I'm not going to say anything else about that. But, bro, there she was not leaving there. So I don't yeah. know. That's what I have mm-hmm. there. But um, is that in the Shadow Realm now? That's in the Shadow Realm. Let's All do it, right. man. Good stuff. Good shit. Off to the Shadow Realm with you. Because now I've got one of the most iconic quotes right here from our old girl Daenerys herself. <clears throat> do to kind of close out the War Council meeting, she said, We have won the Great War. Now we will win the last war. So uh, everything kind of adjourns there. People start shuffling out. And then Arya and Sansa kind of like step in front of Jon and stop him. And they said, "Me, we want a word with you in private." So they all go to the God'swood, and I wrote in parentheses, "How fitting that all big moments happen there at the Godwood, God'swood tree, right? Everything happens <laughs> there. The Night King dies underneath the Godwood tree." like the like they're about to find out who Jon Snow really is underneath the Godswood tree because Ned Stark would always go to the Godswood the, the weirwood tree and the Godswood like for all these things so it's just it's very very fitting and this is something that I like that season 8 did that I noticed details that I didn't notice the first time I watched it all big moments really happen like <clears throat> in Winterfell underneath the Godswood tree which is really really cool so anyways Arya and Sansa tell Jon that they don't trust Danny and this is what Arya says. Beautiful, beautiful quote by Arya. We're family, the four of us, the last of the Starks. And John replies, "I've never been a Stark." Oh shit! <laughs> and then, like, they, like, they, they, what, what Sans and Arya are thinking is because he's a bastard, right? Like, no, John, like you are a Stark. I don't care if you don't have the same mother. You are family. The problem is, it's not that it's literally not that at all he's literally not their sibling <laughs> so yeah. so he looks at brand and this is what brand tells him it's your choice
1: <laughs> what a weird ass and yeah. you can tell this has really been weighing on john's heart yeah. otherwise he wouldn't have even brought it up
0: exactly and what's he do next he makes them swear to silence and then you know what John does? He doesn't even tell him the truth himself. He makes Brand do it. He calls him Brand. Tell them.
1: <laughs> that's like, like what the fuck? that's like you've been oh literally gosh. arrested, and they're like, you know, we're here to co- you're here to confess. You're not leaving till <laughs> you confess.
0: <laughs> Modern,
1: kill the children,
0: making appearances in season eight <laughs> oh, and chase. Yeah, mine. baby, big
1: dilly dilly. Uh, you want dilly? Get a it's malice Dang. in the chalice. Yeah, bitter misery, son. Mm. After the bit of misery with you, yeah. but this is like you've been arrested. Like I always say, robbing a bank, and then you're like, they're like, yeah, we want to get your side of the story, and then you're like, tell him my tell side him, of the story, yeah, tell him tell, Jason. Chase, tell my side of the story, yeah, like, what? Dude, good
0: point. That's really funny. That's a good. That's a good illusion right yeah. there. I like that. So yeah, he makes Brand tell him the truth. um You know what's funny here, dude. I hope this is okay with you because I'm going to take this for a little bit here, Chase. Because you know this guy coming up is uh, is one of my best ones, so I'm going to take that right here. I'm going to grab from here. something real quick. All right, sounds good. So Tyrion has this like br- like brotherly moment with Jamie. and you know what? Jamie and Tyrion, as much as like Jamie was an asshole back in the day, and he kind of walked around with the air of like my shit don't stink. He was always kind and nice to Tyrion, which is interesting, because Tyrion was the exact opposite of Jaime. Like, Jaime was, if you would, if you were to call anyone like, like the, he was like the ideal person, great swordsman, tall, handsome. Uh, he was very well versed in battle. Was a squire to Barris and Selmy. Like literally, you know anything you could want in a person Jamie was at his height of glory Tyrion the exact opposite Tyrion was is described especially in the books right cuz keep in mind guys Tyrion you know he look, basically the only thing you know about Tyrion from the series is that he's a dwarf now in the books he's described as a like, kind of like grotesque he's got one eye larger than the other eye, one eye's green, one eye's black. Like, you know, when he got his face cut, like, I mean, he lost the majority of his nose in the books. So, there couldn't be a bigger stark difference than Jamie Lannister and Tyrion Lannister. And somehow, with all Jamie's arrogance and everything that he, like, you hate about Jamie from him in his prime when he had both his hands and, like, the way he was, I guess you can mention in season one when he kind of went head to head with Ned Stark. He always treated Tyrion better than anybody else treated Tyrion, and he, he really kind of stuck with that family mantra. But the reason why I like this, this scene so much is because we see, like, a brotherly moment between the two of them, right? So they start making jokes, and, like, it's funny because, like, if you guys remember Tyrion, he was kind of a man-whore himself, like, freak- <laughs> frequenting the brothels. And Whoremongering. He, and, and, he, and he admits that he hasn't been with a woman for years and so he tries to get Jamie to give him details and it's funny because he makes a tall person joke and you know what like they like he can't make a tall person joke cuz he's like he's like i never get to make tall people jokes do you have that exact quote there if you do i want you to read that out cuz i find that i thought it was super funny but not like really relevant to the plot so i didn't put the quote in itself but anyways dude if you don't have it it's not the end of the world but um he just has that... I just like that moment there. And then, guess who arrives? My boy, Bron. Bron comes kicking in the door <laughs> Big with dirty. a crossbow. Big dirty. So it's funny, because, guys, keep in mind, they, this is just after the long night. Everyone's happy. They're drinking wine. They're, like, enjoying each other's company. Then Bron comes strolling in with a crossbow. Now, the, the thing about the crossbow and why it's important, and, and he, even tells, he even tells Jamie, like, well, the, your sister... <laughs> He's she sent me over here, you know, to kill you guys. Basically, you know, he doesn't say that word for word, but my favorite part is when he sits down and he starts telling him, like the the deal that Cersei made him, that she offered him River Run, and then you know he starts like talking on and on, and and Tyrion, you know, Tyrion's a talker, so Tyrion keeps trying to talk over him, and Bronn <laughs> Bronn tells him. If, you know if you don't if you don't shut up i'm gonna belt you and Tyrion's like see i don't believe you and then fucking Bron swats Tyrion across the face and immediately like his nose starts bleeding and and then jamie stands up and Bron says you couldn't do it on your best day you one-handed fuck and your best days are long gone <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was great. I love man, it, man. That was my favorite quote, man. <laughs> and that brings Jamie down because it's like, listen, you sick fuck, oh, man. You're like... you are nothing. You take the star in the NFL. It's like Michael Jordan when he got old. It's like, listen, you are still good, but you are nothing compared to LeBron James. You sick Jeez. fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was just so
1: funny that you said that.
0: And so, like, he he asked Tyrion, "You remember the the deal you offered me?" He's like, "And you know," or Tyrion tells Bron, "You remember the deal offered to you?" And he's like. If anyone ever offered me anything, you 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 double the price basically, right? And he's yeah. like, "What's Double River Run?" And then Tyrion says, "Highgarden." Yeah. He offers Highgarden to to Bronn. And Jamie says, "Highgarden will never belong to cutthroats." And Bronn says, "Who were your ancestors? The ones who made your family rich? Fancy lads in silk? They were fucking cutthroats." That's how all great houses started, isn't it? With a hard bastard who was good at killing people.
1: And here's the cool (laughs) full circle moment. Because if you think back to season seven, Braun, for some reason, Highgarden was his first love, baby. He's always, yeah, baby, yeah. Because
0: when in the spoils of war, war, he lost his huge bat of gold in, in Highgarden when they took Highgarden from Olenna Tyrell and you know they, remember they... Jamie he was like you don't want Highgarden he's like but it's a castle yeah. and I want a castle <laughs> yeah. so it's it's funny yeah you're right good good call on that um, so anyways now he, basically they talk Bron out of killing him and like Tyrion is such a slide dog that he's like oh you know we could use a few uh, uh, other generals and he's like no my fighting <laughs> days are over But I still got a few killing days left. If you feel me, (laughs) like like letting know, like listen, like I'm only leaving you guys alive because someone's gonna have to, like you know, make up their end of the deal here. So, I just like Braun is my guy. I always like Braun's moments, and that was one of the most iconic lines, especially when he called Jamie a one handed fuck. That was my favorite.
1: (laughs) Think of Braun though in this situation, like in his mind when Kyburn walked up to him. See, I said it right this time kyburn walked up to him i'm sure in his mind he was saying oh yeah i'm gonna get this fucker good i'm gonna pay double it's like putting your winnings down on the opposing team when you gamble like on a sports team they're like i bet it on us to win fuck yeah it was more cersei than kyburn because kyburn
0: just a mouthpiece for her he gave it so cersei yeah yeah she made the the fucked up decision this time but it's, it's just great because uh you know I'm a big brawn guy and he put Tyrion and Jamie in their place and then basically told him no you're gonna listen to me I don't care who you fancy lads are you got big last names I came from nothing and I can kill you bitches right now if I wanted to but I'm gonna get paid so either you're gonna die or you're gonna pay me and if you do die I still get paid so <laughs> you let me you're die bitch cause like what do you say he, he said something along the lines of like oh I know your sister was fucked the moment I saw the dragons he's like I, he's, he, yeah. he's like you know I still would ban her dragons but who knows if I take the hand, if I kill, out, if I pick off some of her top generals one by one, take out the hand of the queen. Take out some of her top generals. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> the battle swings in the other favor. Like, you know, so <clears throat> it, was just, it was just funny. But I think the long, the, the whole line there is Braun wanted something offered and he was offered it. So. And
1: think of this, too. What actually. a slide
0: dog, man. As, Came from the bottom of the bottom. And we'll figure out. We'll talk about where he ends up later on. But, he's a badass dude. Yeah. But think of this, though. As Tyrion watches the same crossbow he killed his, his dad, dad with, yeah. <laughs> and then he, he even let loose a bolt because, like, James, he's not going to kill. Finish! <laughs> Shot like, through the wall. Hit, like, the wall right next to his eye is like, oh, he's not fucking around. Oh, yeah. But.
1: Given no fucks. No fucks at all. So <laughs> No Fs. No Fs, sir. No Fs. Not
0: one single one. No F's. So now what that does, it kinda cuts us over to the Hound. He's riding he's riding to the King's Guard or no, he's riding the King's Road, headed to King's Landing on his own. And all of a sudden Arya catches up to him. And we get a full circle moment here because remember Arya and the Hound travelling together <coughs> again. They were travelling together when they tried to get to uh, river Run for the Red Wedding I'm sorry, the the, uh, the Twins for the Red Wedding uh, to get to Rob, Stark, and Catelyn to basically ransom her off for some gold. She He was traveling with her this entire time and then the Red Wedding happened and he just stayed traveling with her to be her protector from pretty much then on out. Correct. So now we have another full circle moment Like they're traveling together down the road. Um, but uh, it, it's funny because the Hound says I don't plan on coming back. Big foreshadow. And then Arya says Neither do I. Also a foreshadow. <laughs> and what's pretty cool here is because the, the, the hound says, Are you gonna leave me to die if I get hurt again? She said Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I loved I love their relationship. The hound, Big the, the hound and the Arya have like the father son rela- daughter relationship. It's kinda cool. Yeah. Like, you
1: know, he's kinda like her protector, but like he also recognizes she's a badass in her own right. I kind of picture it as you know the dad with his youngest daughter like the one he relates to most like you know all the other two daughters are passed and then you have that youngest daughter he's like okay this is my last one left like like fuck it like i don't care about the boyfriends i don't care about you know whatever you do with your friends on the side let's just have our fun me and you you know kind of that father-daughter time where we cut up joke around don't give a shit it's kind of ridiculous though because you think about right here like he it's almost like he's happy to have her company
0: down there and then in the next episode not to foreshadow like he completely changes his tune out of nowhere like yeah (laughs) what do you do you don't want to i'm not gonna say yeah yeah yeah, i'm not gonna say what happened but i'm just like yo like how are you guys gonna change it out of the blue so anyways um Next thing I have is Tyrion trying to give in Sansa to give Danny a chance. And you know, they have a little m di- dialogue and monologue there. And- Sansa's a bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sansa, like remember that John swore Sansa to silence. And what does Sansa say? It's being a real bitch here, excuse me. What my if language. there was someone else? Someone better. I got him I why? You you were you were sworn to silence by like you just betrayed John, like What the heck, man? She can't hold in a secret
1: for two seconds. It's because it it serves her. She's kind of selfish, bro, in a way. Now, I got to say, Tyrion here, I do want to say this line because it kind of pushes her. So, I mean, Tyrion and her are kind of going back and forth. And remember, Tyrion and Sansa have that history. And Tyrion says, you know she loves your brother, Sansa says, That doesn't mean she'll be a good queen. You seem determined to dislike her. A good relationship between the Iron Throne and the North has been the care of every peaceful and prosperous reign we have ever known. Sansa, Jon will be Warden of the North, so a good relationship seems likely. Sarcastically. Tyrion, I don't expect him to spend much time here going forward. Well, I suppose that's up to him. Sansa, look at me. With John in the capital, you will be the true power in the north, which is what she always wanted. I would feel much better about the future, believing that you and Daenerys were allies. What are you worried about? John's taking our armies with him. Your queen still has her dragons. She's your queen, too. You don't have to be her friend, but why provoke her? How is that in the best interest of your family? Or you're afraid of her? And this is when you realize... So Sansa says, it sounds like, you're afraid of her.
0: And then you go forward, because I don't have... I didn't write down the
1: quotes, because I didn't... Before I go to the quotes, Tyrion here, based off his past experience, it's almost like... You're on that last strike with your boss and you're afraid to screw up at this point like you're afraid to take a risk almost like if you're in sales and you want to go for that big sale but you're afraid to screw it up <clears throat> um or like i used to rent cars so i was afraid to rent to someone that didn't qualify and this shit gets stolen right Sonza goes you're afraid of her <clears throat> every good ruler needs to inspire a bit of fear I don't want John to go down there. The men in my family don't do well in the capital, which goes back to Ned, by the way. Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, it goes back to Sansa's grandfather
1: and Ned's yeah. brother because they there got burned go. alive by Aries. Yeah, exactly. Like you go back to any Stark, <laughs> their their job in the capital. If they go to the capital, that's don't like hitting the bad luck draw. You hit the eight ball. You yeah. are effed. <clears throat> no. But as your brother once told me, he is not a Stark. This is what eggs are on. Yeah, and then that's when she says the quote that I mentioned. Yeah. right? and I'll let you take it away. But that's what really... It's almost like it pushed her. Like, unfortunately, Tyrion hit that one line. That's like,
0: shit. Yep. Is that your, you, and he said he's not a Stark. And then mm-hmm. Sansa again, like she says, you know, what if there's someone else? Someone yeah. better, right? And so now it kind of brings us over to Tormund. Now this... This is a detail, I'll be honest, guys, I missed when I watched season 8 this time around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys, this is a big foreshadow with Tormund. <laughs> Tormund tells Jon he is taking the Wildlings back home beyond the Wall. Jon asks him to take Ghost too. Jon says, quote, he'll be happier up there. And Tormund replies, so would you. And Jon says back to him, I wish I was going with you. This is farewell then. And Tormund says back, you never know. Big foreshadow <laughs> moment that I missed the first time I watched this round because we know how this ends. Mm-hmm. So, big stuff there. Then I wrote down that sh- Ghost got shortchanged this Ooh, season. Ghost, like, yeah, yo, He over. got shortchanged a lot this season. I He's, bro- yeah. like he, sh- he was missing basically all of season six outside of like, John being resurrected and Ghost being there then. He was missing all of season six all of season seven, and then he makes an appearance for the long night here in season eight, and then, like, he, he gets his ear bit off, all bloodied and hurt. My boy doesn't even get a head rub or a scratch goodbye.
1: Like, fuck them for that, man. Now, here's my problem, though, is <clears throat> I can't go completely off the writers, Binning off and wise for this because we have that moment in see C- well you're right last it doesn't episode.
0: it doesn't matter the thing is is like my biggest thing especially with where you left it at right there like it does like their biggest thing was like, oh, there wasn't in the cgi budget bro going like this <laughs> i don't think that i think i was a bro, bullshit that's it. stupid that was the biggest thing Like you could be like a, a pet <laughs> a little pet like, that's, like, all you gotta do is rub his head, and that's it. But John looked at him, and Ghost whined. Broke my fucking heart. I've got two dogs. I'm a big dog guy. Like, broke my heart. I'm like, dude, fucking pet your man. Pet your fucking wolf, man. Like, you're you're alive in large part because of him. Many times over, he's the one that got Davos out there to pull you into the fucking room and revive your ass because he was scratching and crawling at the door. Like, he's been with you since the beginning. You can't even give this guy a little, little head scratch?
1: Fuck you, John. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> anyway, what was sorry.
1: What that movie with, uh... <clears throat> russell brand is like sarah something i can't forgetting remember. sarah marshall forgetting sarah marshall okay. remember she's like bullshit 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 none for me thanks <laughs> that's what i always think about with this but here's a good point though like it shows how heartbroken he is for brianne because i do want to read this quote because it shows and he says oh torment yeah is that okay yeah yeah go for it i'm taking the free folk home i've had enough of the south the women down here don't like me
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That. and john's like you know this is the north
1: right no, i yeah. feel so bad for him
0: that, that was funny to bring that in because of the, the you know you could see
1: he's still upset about about Brian. imagine that guy that tried to get the girl and then couldn't in college so he transferred to another school yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. or lost so, the starting role so he, he transferred <laughs> away <laughs>
0: now we go to John kind of making his goodbyes to everyone he sees Sam he tells Sam and Gilly farewell and realizes Gilly's pregnant and what I thought was funny here is they're like you know if, this, if the baby's a boy we're gonna name him John and John says I hope it's a girl because <laughs> he's like I've had a really yeah. bad long hard life I don't wish that upon anybody <laughs> yeah. so I thought that was pretty funny but it's nice that like Gilly and, and sam they actually had their own baby together as opposed to like, craster's baby that sam's been raising now they have their own they are going to add
1: to that family with sam's actual son too which i do want to say real quick yeah. about ghosts before we move do on this thing, just goes back uh not quoting anything just here's my perspective do you think the cast the reason they waited was because of the last episode like were they intentionally doing that in your opinion could be I, that's I what I think because how quick is it to pet a dog like you can get a trained dog the thing is, like, it the, doesn't the have thing anything is, to like, do with CGI it elicited such an emotional
0: response from people that they came out and made a statement saying it wasn't in the CGI budget to do that
1: that was so that, bullshit like,
0: that's what I'm saying like if that was the plan the whole time they could have just been like no, guys, wait! Just wait! Just wait! Like
1: yeah, and here's here's or why say nothing exactly. Like you know what I mean. And here's why I want to say this is bullshit because you CGI'd a fucking dragon all season, but yet you can't Two pet seconds. a dog. Two seconds. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. But I'll let you take it away. Yeah,
0: man. So now we see uh, Grey Worm and Missandei, Tyrion and Varys on board the Iron Fleet that was. I say the Iron Fleet because the Greyjoy has his version of the Iron uh, Iron Fleet, and then Yara Greyjoy has hers. She's retaking the Iron Islands, so they are actually taking um, the uh, the Yara's version of the Iron Fleet to Dragonstone. This is the part where you have a really cool realization about the banners on the on the boat, right? Yeah,
1: I do really want to bring that up. (laughs) Yeah, we we need to go ahead. I'm going to put this on the website and I gotta give my girlfriend all the credit credit here credit, the credit, all the, the, the credit, credit like, <laughs> Squidward, Squidward. because she actually caught this and that she keep in mind uh, this, is, this is
0: her first time watching Game of Thrones
1: right? Yuliana Zuniga Pina uh, so my girlfriend's never seen this show ever before man like ever seen this show so this goes to show this is actually a big deal I just like I never picked up on it before I don't know about you me neither man so, the banners, as they're on the ships, when they're sailing to Dragonstone at this point. From, the from ships, White Harbor. Yep. From White Harbor. And I'll put this on the website so you can see it. Because I took a picture and tried to John. Send
0: it to me, I can verify.
1: <laughs> the damn banners. So, if you look up here on the left, because you'll see a visual here. The Targaryen dragons have two legs. Which is very funny, because in fairy tales they almost say, like, dragons... With two legs with arms coming out of wings are wyverns, which I don't agree with that. Which in the books, that's what they have. Like, dragons have two arms coming out of wings in the books. You even sent the chapter over. What was that from well, Storm of Swords?
0: No, that was actually from the first one in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, so, okay. So, to, to not to disagree too much, mm-hmm. the picture that I showed you actually has just four legs for dragons and wings separate from the legs in the picture Okay, in the books. okay, gotcha. But... In the in the and like in the, show. in the show, how it's been the whole time, they have they have two arms, but the arms are attached to the wing, so they're down on all fours a lot. But the fours it's mainly just wrist and hand, and the rest is a small arm that's attached to the wing. Yeah. So when they're on all fours,
1: so to your point. Which that's actually a good point, because a lot of people in fairy tales say that's what you would call a wyvern. A dragon has the actual four. So I don't know why they did it that way, but I thought it looked great. The dragons were amazing. That's not the point. The point is the shit... On the
0: banners, yes.
1: On the banner. Like, how do you miss this? We go back to the Starbucks cup. I'm surprised no one picked this one up. Because... And this is how detailed... We Josh and I yeah. have to watch it. And it took, you know... My girlfriend, Juliana... Like, Two she seconds. watched it the first time and saw I didn't this. see it. And I actually had to stop her for a minute. Because I know what was about to happen later. And I was like, stop turning the lights on. Because you're about to miss something big. Yeah. But the dragons on the banner of the ship have four legs four legs four legs i even compared it i sent it to josh yep season six they have two yep in the original banners here they have two all the targaryen banners have two even going back to dance of dragons when they're gold and black they're two someone screwed up
0: yeah someone did screw up now, I guess they can always blame it on, well, the uh, Iron Islands, they don't really know too much about Targaryen, so they tried the best they could. Like, well, no. we left a Starbucks no. cup on the table. Dude, straight up, I cross-referenced this. He sent me the picture. I saw the banners of the of the sails going straight forward and the dragons having four legs on it. He'll put it on the website. I straight up saw that when he sent it to me. I went and cross-referenced every Targaryen sigil that I've seen outside of the books, which looks completely different anyways. They're a different-looking dragon who are on, on all fours. But it was two legs with every single other one that I've seen on and also here too he bought that he bought that through their official site so literally two legs on their this uh, was what it's supposed to be, and in this scene it shows four legs on the banners for the target and this dragon. is
1: my problem like how lazy can you. Detail Like, this is the last season. You would think you're more detailed in this season than any other season. It's really sad. Like, I understand. You have a lot of shit going on. You put a lot of shit into it. I'm not degrading any of the cast because, trust me, like, you did an excellent job on the show for any show. It's not them. It's the video editing team and the writers and directors. Yeah, man. Come on, dude. Like, little shit. Like, this would be like if I was a boss for somebody for anything. It's like not putting the decimal in the right Fucking place on a math problem. Like you fucked up the whole shit eh? because you didn't put in the decimal in the right place. It's really frustrating.
0: Yeah, but yeah. Anyways, you know. Uh, so shout, shout out Monty. to Yuliana You you <laughs> you did awesome on that one. So to, to, to piggyback off that, you know, Grey Worm Sunday. Tyrion and Varys are all on board the Iron Fleet, headed to Dragonstone with the four dragon legs on the sigil. Um, Tyrion actually tells Varys about Jon's lineage. Which is crazy, because, you know, Tyrion and Varys have had their interactions, been really good close friends since Tyrion was Hand of the King back in, you know, season one. But Varys tells Tyrion that he worries about Danny's state of mind, which is a huge foreshadow. And, you know, Tyrion kind of tells him that, like, literally straight up, he, (laughs) he says... It's our job to worry about her state of mind, like, you know, like, so the long and the short of their interaction here, I'm sure Chase has got the exact quotes, but the main point of it is Varys almost starts kind of pushing for Tyrion to help him support Jon Snow in the long run as Aegon Targaryen, because that's who he truly is, the son of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark, now that they know that. Ferris is, like, tr- almost switching, being dirty as fuck, trying to switch loyalties <laughs> again. dirty. Like, seriously. And, like, Big dirty. Like, even, he's like, even though it's a mistake, right? And it's like, but, bro, Danny hasn't done anything yet. Danny hasn't done anything yet. He's <laughs> a bad reputation. So do you have the exact quote yeah, you can do? Yeah, I do. Take it away, my man.
1: And the biggest thing I want to say here first is... Yeah, just like you're saying, like, he's kind of pushing Tyrion, and Tyrion goes, he tells Varys, of course, about Jon's lineage, and Barry says, how many know? Mm-hmm. And here he goes, eight. It's not a secret anymore, it's information. <laughs> if eight people know, more than two people know, I was laughing my ass off because it's information. Remember
0: this, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but remember this okay. uh, this theme, like, the theme for uh, Pretty
1: Little Liars? Two can keep a secret (laughs) yeah one of them's dead like (laughs) it's so funny like uh. by the way so my brother and reagan are a big fan of big little lies i watched it It so dark man i don't even know what that is it's that one with reese witherspoon and nicole and stuff it was so dark i never saw anyways so uh (laughs) you know varies looks at him and says like he's a war hero that people support john and a Tyrion suggests, you know, marrying them. And Varys goes to your point. John grew up in Winterfell. Is marrying your aunt common in the North? Still pers- pushing. Yeah. Tyrion here. Like they don't do that there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyrion says, "Well, we still have to take King's Landing. Maybe Cersei will win." And she'll kill us all. And that I th- would solve all our problems.
0: I think we missed a quote in there, unless it's coming up mm-hmm. next. Something along the lines of, like, T- of Varys saying, "Like, don't act like you haven't thought about it." And Tyrion's like, that "Of course, I- is that yeah?" Then right. yeah, like, <laughs> Tyrion's like, "Of course, I thought about it. but Thoughts aren't treason." Right. So
1: And that was actually – yeah, you're right. That's in between yeah. because then you go into – you have the gorgeous dragons that were soaring mm-hmm. over Dragonstone.
0: That's exactly what I, what I say. He said, everything seems so happy and cheerful. Everything's like they're flying around. We're
1: happy. What's that song? It's like a – oh, man. I forgot that one. It's almost like I almost picture Ben Stiller in Zoolander, and he's like, We're happy oh never mind whatever i don't know but <laughs> anyways uh i got to think of that song it was basically i think it's also on um what's that one i tell about the Pharrell song because i'm happy clap along if you feel no like. okay, it's no. an old song no. it's like uh i don't know man i can't remember well you know if anyone finds the word happy <laughs> song i'm sure that'll pull up yeah. a million songs on itunes Anyways, you know, and this scene is gorgeous, by the way. The dragons were visually stunning. Rhaegar, you know, he has his wings flapping. He's kind of soaring in front of Danny, and she's smiling. Yeah.
0: Want me to take it? Take it from here. Yeah, everything's great. Until all of a sudden, Rhaegar takes a scorpion bolt Ah! to the chest. Hits a scorpion bolt square onto his chest. Another one comes up and cuts his, like, arm and the wing at the same time. Like, cuts a big part of it, like splits it in half and then the last damning arrow, the <laughs> scorpion catches him the side of the neck, the arrow comes out the other side Chase, Chase is trying to produce a dying dragon for us and you see the bolt in his neck on the other side the blood squirting out of it as he tumbles down into the water to meet his final death.
1: And how heartbreaking this is his feet are kicking almost like he's having a seizure. Which is
0: amazing amazing like detail oriented on these people. parts. Like You can do that but you can't fucking put two legs on a dragon like sigil.
1: You can do that, but you can't take a Starbucks cup out. Like And this was such a heartbreaking scene, cause imagine almost like your because, dog dude, dying.
0: On that that note as well, yes. Dog or your cat. Dog or cat dying, and that's heartbreaking enough, but bro, you guys had just been through the long night, you finally have a moment of happiness and peace and bliss. And then all of a sudden, it's
1: fucked up out of nowhere. And he falls back, almost like a F sixteen, like like Mufasa
0: when he got thrown off
1: the fucking falling. I'm talking plummets and dives, and there is a huge splash and uh, splash next to the ship, rocks the ship, and Tyrion and Varys are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. So my
0: point to this is like I always talk about my boy Euron Greyjoy. He went three for three with the scorpion and the dragon, which is unreal. Three for three. Now, the one thing I will say, like, I think that's super unrealistic. Until I took into consideration, they weren't paying attention and everything was just kind of calm. It wasn't like they were in a battle and went three for three. Like, they, they caught him by surprise. And- so, that helps me swallow it. Like, when I first watched the season, I was like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, three for three and a dragon. Get the fuck out of here. Then I realized it and I sat back and watched it. And I was like, all right. If I'm putting myself in there, they're at peace. They're they're just enjoying like flying through the air. Everyone's happy. No one's expecting an attack, and maybe that's why it was easier to hit them because they were not a moving
1: target. It was just it was just boom. And know? I actually counted every single ship. And it, here's the thing: the first time, this is why we say you need to go back and rewatch the season, every single episode in detail, because there's so much detail in the season that you missed. They were waiting there. Mm-hmm. almost like it was you're an ambush. Ambush. It was an it's ambush. an exact name. Almost like if you're hunting, like if you're a hunter and you're sitting there waiting for the deer. They were waiting for Danny to show up with a regal. Thank God John was not on there because John would probably be dead.
0: For sure. He's not a swimmer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he knows nothing on the sea. Yeah, we saw that in season seven. Yeah. <laughs> Barely survived. <laughs> Anyways, is the point is is I think it's... It's, here's my thing, here's why I think it is plausible I don't think it's likely exactly because I think it's very hard to go three for three, kind of like shooting a horsefly at 100 yards with a scope on a rifle, but it's possible and here's why, they were waiting there for them to show up also it's Euron Euron killed two of the Sand Sisters which the Sand Sisters were took killing took one
0: captive with her mother
1: right, and took Yara captive Exactly. Literally, like, all three while he took over an entire ship and was hacking all of them down and brought the queen a gift. Like, this is the most pompous, badass guy. You literally take... I want to say take...
0: Which... this the,
1: Not Ray Lewis. Who's a good running back in the NFL? Who's a... Saquon. Or who's a good soccer player? I guess you can say, um, Messi. Messi. Take Messi and then give him the chance to go 3-for-3 on a goal in a tiebreaker scenario. When the
0: goalie's not paying attention.
1: When the goalie's not paying attention. Which is good. Like, that's the thing. Like, literally let the goalie stand there to his back turn talking to a friend, and you're in a tiebreaker playoff scenario to go 3-for-3. It's actually very likely. See, I say say this. I say it's likely to hit the first shot dead on, but then after you
0: realize, oh, shit, I'm under attack, you try to scramble – the other two hit like that? And I think they tried to show that by the second bolt catching him through the arm and it going away, even though it split his arm open and didn't stick in him. It's like okay, like they it reacted and boom, it hit him in the arm instead of a dead another chest shot. And then as like it started like realizing it was in trouble, boom, caught him with the last one to the neck. So it's like it's like you to your point for that messy uh, analogy. Messi kicks the first goal on you, and you're like, oh, shit. And then you start to scramble and figure out where the the goal came from. Then another one comes in, and it tips off your hand and goes in. And then you're already like, shit. And then you're like.
1: But think of how likely is. You're scrambled at that point. You don't know where it's coming from. So So, Rhaegal was not looking at the ground.
0: I will say a flying target that's hundreds of feet above you shooting at that's a lot different than shooting on level ground against somebody else. So it's not a direct analogy. So I still think it's very, very difficult for
1: him to go three for three on that. But I think it's possible. It's definitely possible. If Rhaegal was scrambling and couldn't understand. Think about it. Okay. Like one time I had a nail actually go through my finger and I was, I wasn't freaking out. I was focused on what I was doing because I was such in an adrenaline mode. I was losing so much blood. My finger's fine. But I, long story, I pulled out a nail from a wall and I got stuck in my finger. (laughs) But my point is, in a situation where you're actually bleeding blood and dying, your mind goes through an adrenaline situation. So it's very possible that Rhaegal wasn't focused on I on mean, where it's coming from of course
0: he wasn't focused on where it's coming from but like at that point in time it's almost like in the ufc if you get hit with a bomb shot and it rocks you you just cover up you yeah. don't know where it's coming from you know what i mean Regard didn't Rhaegar didn't even like do that <laughs> like i would like, say so i don't know here's the thing like i, I said like, like the long story short it's possible i can swallow it better now that i saw it again when i saw it the first time i was like this is unrealistic it's more realistic to me now but i still think it's very very difficult
1: i would give euron a 20 percent chance I yeah. think that's fair. I
0: would even give him more. I'd probably give him a 35% chance. 35. Yeah, you know. yeah.
1: I mean, I definitely wouldn't say 50, but it's more realistic. Yeah, just like
0: I, I could buy it better this time than when I watched it the first time around. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Now, which is crazy, because now then Euron decides to, like, he tries to shoot after Drogon. They all miss Drogon because now she's ready for it. Yeah. Right? Like, that's like-
1: another thing that made it more realistic. At least you went after, like, the smaller, kind of weaker dragon. Like, not the one Danny was on, because Drogon, don't forget, like, Drogon was supposed to be kind of the forthcoming of Baleron. Balerion, yeah. Balerion. You know I always mess up names. For sure. Now, the, the thing I have here is, like, he starts setting the sights on
0: the fleet, and even though Yara wasn't a part of this battle, which she probably should have been, but Yara decided to fuck off until the very end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I don't know. Yara's doubt. over there getting her fuck on. Yeah, going she's doing some something in the Iron orders. Islands. But Euron Greyjoy's fleet fucks up Yara's fleet again. The last time was on the way back from Dorne. He's the true master of the sea, man.
1: I don't care what anyone says, Euron Greyjoy is the master of the sea. Dude, people forget, even in the books, man. Like, this guy searched for a dragon. He commanded the whole fleet. Like, he was a badass. Yeah, he was. We, we talk a lot about how badass uh, Euron was. And, I mean, I think now that I've rewatched the season, that's why I encourage you guys so much to go rewatch it, because it gives you a totally different view. And so... What's kind of cool
0: to hear, because it's almost a full circle moment again, because remember what happened last time they fucked up Yara's fleet? It took Yara prisoner. Well, this time they fucked up the fleet, and they took Misande prisoner.
1: And Um, Grey Worm is screaming, get to the (laughs) ship now, as they focus the scorpions straight to the ship yeah. and shoot through it and remember Tyrion's Tyrion, running and
0: then the the Tyrion's mass, running the mask comes down and like hits like, almost on his head and then all you hear his black screen
1: as he dives off the ship yeah. because it's tearing apart the ship mm-hmm. almost like that pirates of the caribbean yeah. moment very very pirates
0: of the Caribe- caribbean and like i said like it cuts off like when the, it's like the mask comes down on Tyrion's head and then like it just goes black then we see them kind of washing up on shore, but
1: you know what I thought of here because it was literally eluding with arrows, destroying the ships. I thought of our arrows will blot out the sun. <laughs> yeah, the scorpions for sure.
0: So now it kind of takes us over to Cersei. Cersei plans to make Danny have to kill thousands of innocent people in order to take the Red Keep, which is pretty crazy right so like that that like she's willing to sacrifice all these lives just so she can stay in power she is the worst type of person like you know you think danny's bad because of what's to come cersei is literally willing like just like openly okay with risking all these people's lives so that way she can just stay in power like get out of here man that, that's what makes you a terrible ruler and no one loves you and no one wants you to be queen um yeah i have n- to disagree with the foreshadowing of monster <laughs> exactly which we'll get at that at some point point. and this is kind of crazy here too because remember cersei she's pregnant with jamie's child but she decides because jamie betrayed her she's gonna make she's gonna pull the situation to her advantage and she actually
1: tells euron that she's pregnant with his child and remember before uh, like before you even know this girl is taken you have gray worm that showed up on the Beach and he was like my Sunday, my Sunday. And remember that was the big meme there was. You had all the Sundays
0: on well, the ground. That, no, that wasn't the <laughs> big meme. Was for what happens? The, yeah, like, next exactly. time. Oh, shit. Which
1: we'll get into that yeah, sure. <laughs> later. But it, yeah, yep. the point is, you know, Grey Worm is screaming because this is what he's loved. Remember, he was telling me Sunday, "We'll go to Knof after this." Like he loved her. Yeah, he. This is what he lived for. Mm-hmm. Was her for sure, and so
0: now that her think about this in this last two episodes Daenerys lost Jorah she just lost her dragon her right hand has been taken captive so she's obviously going crazy Varys does exactly what he promised to do this is Varys' direct quote Your Grace I promised I would look you in the eye and speak directly if I ever thought you were making a mistake this is a mistake so he he gave her the chance because remember he like you know this whole thing is like is Varys going to betray her is he not he held up his end of the deal he told her when he thought he was making a mistake and he gave her the uh, the the heads up long ago I will always act in the the uh in the best interest of the realm and so he told Daenerys that if she thinks he's making a mistake she didn't give a fuck and so and in Varys' mind it kind of absolves him of feeling guilty about how he's going to betray her here in the future
1: and I do want to say a quick quote because it's foreshadowing Grey Worm looks at Danny and says we will storm the city my queen we will kill your enemies all of them and that's super foreshadowing for what's to
0: come and Varys he tries to get Danny to see that this was Cersei's plan all along that's why she brought the people to the Red Keep Vera says again, I beg you, your grace, do not destroy the city that you came to save. And Danny replies, I'm here to free the world from tyrants. That is my destiny. And I will serve it no matter the cost.
1: Here's the thing though, I can't. It's very tough for me because I'm a little biased towards Danny because I've loved her from the beginning. And it's it's kind of like what's gone on today. Like, have you tried every aspect already? Like, is any of that other shit going to work? Yeah, we'll see. And, um,
0: you know, now at this point, Varys, he starts talking to Tyrion again and tries to get him to see that Danny may not be the best choice. And again, Tyrion tells him, we're discussing treason. And this is Varys' point here. And I love this. And this is exactly why I was always big, like a big proponent, if you think about it logically, for Jon Snow. I guess we can call him Akon Targaryen right now. A Targaryen father and a Stark mother. Jon's the one man alive that may be able to keep the North in the Seven Kingdoms. Think about that. What are Starks known for? Being honorable, truth-telling, upfront, fair and just. What are Targaryens known for? Power ruling dragons. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like if you put right. that you couldn't put together a better leader if you tried than Jon Snow. That's why he's a natural leader. That's why people flock to him. Right. Even Varus says, even Varys even says it. People are drawn to him. Yep. Like it's crazy. Now
1: military
0: <laughs> commander, that's a whole nother issue. The thing is I think he's still a great military commander outside of the Battle of the Bastards because he saw his own brother get killed in front of his face. That's a completely one-off situation. But would
1: you... Uh, but like, Does that think make about the that. best candidate? Think
0: about what happened with the wildings of the Wall. He held off 100,000 wildings with 100 men from the Night's Watch. Half of them were murderers and rapers. I had no idea what it was to be in a fight. Like, he did you a lot. You actually made a
1: good point. Like, and the reason I say that is because I'm comparing to what happens in the future. And based on John's history he is a very stable but yes as far as he had a he had a one-off recon. situation the recon thing got to him i cannot back him on that
0: no none of us can but at the same time i don't blame him for it. if i saw my brother killed in front of my face i don't think i'd think rationally yeah, either i
1: agree I you agree. know what i mean at that mm-hmm.
0: point he didn't know who he was recon was his brother to him
1: right? there's a couple major quotes here
0: talk about the major quotes my man
1: so Tyrion is pleading with Danny, just like you're saying, and he says, I agree. She doesn't want to listen, and I don't think innocent people should die. But what other way is there? Current plan is too slow. They have tried it twice and have been outsmarted by Cersei three times. What is another way? I don't see one. And that's Danny talking. And then Tyrion says, It could be a fortnight by the time the other armored allies make it to king's landing in the meantime demands cersei's surrender offer her offer her her life in exchange for the throne if there is a chance to avoid the coming slaughter we should make the effort and danny is taken aback she stops tears forming in her eyes because she's pissed because her child she just saw her child die in front of her face and her best friend's captured and her best friend and it really goes to show something here that she makes the decision she makes she says speaking to Cersei will not prevent a slaughter but perhaps it's good that people see Daenerys Stormborn made every effort to avoid bloodshed and Cersei Lannister refused they should know whom to blame when the sky falls down upon them yep and that's foreshadowing as hell. Yeah, sure is. So, yeah, and we
0: go we go to the next part here where Tyrion. Like, like if we go jump to Barrow, I was talking about when the Tyrion, the Targaryen father and the Stark mother with Tyrion and Varys. The next thing that Tyrion says here, at a certain point, you choose a person you believe in and you fight for that person. I believe in our queen. She'll make the right choice with the help of her loyal advisors. And this comes back, of course, to bite Tyrion in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, that's their kind of... The ending for them in that scene. Then we get taken to Brienne and Sansa. They're kind of like... So, Jamie's kind of walking up, and he sees Sansa and Brienne, they kind of like... You ever, like, see someone you can't give bad... You don't want to give bad news to, so you kind of try to avoid eye contact, and then when they're like, hey, guys, like, what's up? You're like, ah, shit, I guess I gotta tell you. So, (laughs) that's what ends up happening. Uh, Brienne and Sansa tell Jamie that Danny was ambushed that they took Missandei prisoner and that they killed Rhaegal the dragon. And so basically what that means is that we all know Cersei's about to die now. So Sansa when Sansa actually said she's like it's a it's a shame. I always pictured myself being there when you, they executed your sister. It seems I won't have the chance. Which is crazy because I think that exact quote, that moment is what snapped Jamie into destroying his entire built character arc. Because if he wasn't worried about Cersei dying immediately, does he do what he's about to do? Probably would have stayed there. Does he do what he's about to do? That's what I'm saying. I like, think he loved Brienne. What do you think? I don't know. I think I think he had love for Brienne, but it was so new, and all he's ever known is his sister. So, like, it's tough. Yeah, like, I agree. It's like... I, I just because feel, I think it was
1: more than I want to get my fuck
0: on. Me too, because they could have done that at any point in time. Bran, like, was all you could see, Bran was always into Jamie, and Jamie was kind of like scoffing at her the entire time. But he, I, I do believe that it was beyond just a just a physical attraction. I think he had feelings yeah. for her, but I don't think they were deep enough to uproot the entire life that Cersei and Jamie had together first.
1: Yeah, so and I do want to read one quick quote. Okay, uh, it's from Varies, uh, right before. He says a very important quote here, and he tells Tyrion, as Tyrion's been pleading with him, "I have spoken as honestly as I can. Each of us has a chance to make, I choice pray to we, make. a choice to make. I pray we choose wisely."
0: Basically, it tells him, "I'm gonna, I'm
1: gonna betray her. Like I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, do whatever the yeah. fuck I want to do. Not what I want to do, but I think I have to do." Yeah, yeah. And which, in the end, though, varies. <laughs> For some guy that doesn't have balls, he's got some balls.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, I think that statement more than anything, when we talk about Brandon and Sansa, is what kind of drove Jamie to the choice. Um, he wouldn't be able to live with himself, I think, if Cersei had died, and his last act against his, was his own sister was betrayal. I think that was a big thing. Is like he has a hard time living with his own choices, as we see, like with the whole Bran thing. Like, if his sister died and he never got the chance to go see her, the last thing that Cersei remembers Jamie by before she dies is that he betrayed her. I don't think Jamie would be able to live with himself properly. I think it
1: goes back to the point. Sorry not to, you know, drag this out. I just think Jamie, as far as killing himself, I don't think as far as killing himself, it completely relates. But I think, you know, as far as the people that kind of drove him to that point of that mentality, I think based on your theory, I think Cersei was the one that always kind of supported him, which kind of always pulled him back to her.
0: It's just like, well, he, he even mentioned it in this next thing he's about to tell Brienne all the things he'd done to get back to Cersei. He's he's had this life with her and all these things, and his choices have always been what is in the best interest of Cersei. Like, that's what I'm saying is like, that, that's like a spell that she's always had on him. But that's the problem and an issue I have with this season here, and I'll talk about it here. You throw an entire character arc and progression out the fucking window. Like, Jamie turned around. To be someone that like you can, like, you you start out loathing him. You can't stand him, even when he gets taken captive by Robb Stark and gets like spit on and like he's like has to sit in his own shit. Like you don't really feel bad for him. You don't really feel bad for him until he tries to do the right thing for once when he tries to stand up for Brienne and gets his hand cut off. Then from then like things start to kind of turn around. You start to feel better. Like like you know you start to kind of like oh you know what Jamie's not such a bad guy. Now all of a sudden you're gonna tell me. Out of, like, on out of the blue, like, it just snaps back, like, you knew that there was a chance when you left your sister the first time of what was going to happen, so you're telling me that, like, oh, now, now it's just like, okay, got to go back to King's Landing now, sorry, It's all cool, I don't know what to tell you, you know, my sister's hateful, so am I, you know, I, I killed my own cousin, I you know, <laughs> I pushed a boy out a window, yeah. so you know what, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be... Mean old me. Like, you just threw an entire. You, you brought him to the pinnacle of, like, okay, we like Jamie now, to, like, okay, that was stupid. Why waste our time for eight years?
1: Can you read that quote? Which one? Uh, read that one where he says Jamie. Okay.
0: Jamie tells Brianne, You think I'm a good man. I pushed a boy out a tower window, crippled him for life, for Cersei. I strangled my cousin with my own hands. Just to get back to Cersei. I would have murdered every man, woman, and child in Riverrun for Cersei. She's hateful, and so am I.
1: So messed up. And, and, and it's showing... I don't know. Do you think Brienne loved them? She's crying. Yeah, dude. I, that's what I
0: have. Brienne begs Jamie with tears in her eyes for him to stay, and he leaves anyways. Like, like... She obviously loved him. This is the first person she's ever been with in the biblical sense. Like she's like she lost her virginity to him.
1: And keep in mind, they had that whole history. Like it's not like they just met. And no, they he yeah, yeah, was her captor, and they might yeah, he loved whole her. Thing. Like I think, I think, he I, think loved her. I think
0: they had. I think Brienne probably loved him more than he loved her. I think Jamie was conflicted, and he decided to go back to what he knew. Apparently, we're just going to throw all the progression that he made out the window, like it never meant anything. I think that was terrible writing. I think it was lazy writing to help finish up the series. I think
1: jamie had some sort of feeling, though, because in the end, it I think is he, jamie Lannister. I like think he, he could have grabbed her. Because keep in mind, girl. like
0: we always think about jamie like you know, he wasn't a playboy. He only ever had sex with Cersei up until right. cer- up until Brienne. I guess he was handsome. He could have had any girl he wanted in the kingdom, but he stuck with what, like he was loyal to his sister. And then you know he had Brienne there, and then he's just like, oh wait, 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 she might die now. Well, you guess what? I gotta, go, I gotta revert back to my, my bad self. Peace out, guys. Getting like, on with your bad uh, self. Stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah. But so anyways, um, now we've got the Unsullied, Daenerys, Grey Worm, and Tyrion. They're in place outside of King's Landing to publicly offer Cersei to surrender. Right? So this is the point that Danny was talking about, the quote that you made. Like, hey, you're gonna see that, you know, Daenerys Stormborn made every effort to attempt to avoid bloodshed. And so, you know, Tyrion and Kyburn, they bring each other they bring each other terms for each queen, right? Both of them are pretty much the same thing. So Kyburn, uh actually we'll start with Tyrion's conditions. Unconditional surrender and Sunday's release is Danny's conditions, and then for Cersei it's unconditional surrender Or Masandai dies here and now And there's no negotiating This is like we don't negotiate
1: with terrorists
0: Like that's exactly what Like you
1: fucked us over we're gonna negotiate But you have to stop now
0: like, this is the point I'm about to make, is like, Tyrion basically tries to tell him, like, yo, come on, to gotta, gotta help me out here, man. Like, we're, like, we're, we can, we're on the verge of, we can do something, like, but anyway, so, I like, the, the what i was say next is both terms are unacceptable to the other, and Tyrion keeps trying to persuade Kyburn to not let this city burn, right? He basically tells, like, so, the, the, I don't, you probably have the quotes from Kyburn, I don't think they're terribly important to the plot, so I'll summarize it real quick. Basically, he tells Kybern that we have a chance here, Like, we have a chance here. Like, you know, you know, this, yeah, Kyber, (laughs) you know, the city is going to fall. And Kyber's like, we know nothing of the sort. Your your armies are depleted and battle worn. Your dragon is vulnerable. We've already killed one of them. Like, you know, like, basically trying to, like... of bitches st- out, by the way. Yeah. So, I'm only a mouthpiece for, for the, the queen. queen. And, dude, at that point, Tyrion's like, I fucking had it with you, and just walks directly to Cersei. Which is funny, because all the archers start, like, bowling all their bows back, and there's, like, 20 arrows aimed at this little tiny dwarf. Like, at Tyrion, there's 20 things, and then, like, Cersei has this big dramatic moment of holding her hands, like, she's gonna, like, fire the
1: arrows and then she calls him off here's the thing though (laughs) it was dead silent when you first watched this i was terrified they were going to kill him
0: i wasn't dude there's no way that was going to happen because she let him go too many times like 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 what
1: you do raise a good point as far as season seven yeah she could have killed
0: him in there when like she made the the deal to march the lannister army north or whatever like no like i didn't think she was going to kill him but like it was just like a showmanship real quick of like we're going to try to make you guys feel like if they would have killed Tyrion I would have been like whoa that's crazy you know what I mean if they would have shot him down like I would have been like that's something I didn't expect that's not predictable
1: here's the issue though this was known as the show that didn't give a fuck
0: that's what I'm saying if they would have killed Tyrion I would have been happy not that I'm sorry I, I don't want to say that that way like I, love I wouldn't Tyrion have been character. happy but I would like, have accepted been, it I would have been shocked as fuck like yeah. that would have been like not quite a red wedding moment but close enough like you know what I mean like so yeah anyways uh she calls off the archers and Tyrion tries to appeal to her about like her having the child and like, you have someone to live for I don't I know you're not a monster I've seen it you know, you've always loved your children more than anything that kind of read that real quick like, okay if you want to if the, yeah yeah because yeah, this is a
1: pretty here's the thing though this is a pretty powerful monologue because I know Josh doesn't say Josh backs everything up with facts but as far as people especially if you would <laughs> i didn't just pick up the show but you just didn't know and Tyrion is pleading with cersei and he says i know you don't care about your people why should you they hate you and you hate them but you're not a monster i know this i know this because i've seen it you've always loved your children more than yourself more than jamie more than anything I beg you, if not for yourself, then for your child. Your reign is over. But that doesn't mean your life has an end. It doesn't mean your baby has to die. And you're seeing the tears tears in Tyrion's eyes because he's saying here, please just let her go. Not even for my sake. For our damn family's sake, because you're about to see our our cousins, our uncles, our aunts, our nephews, our nieces. Everyone's about to burn because you've made no attempt to negotiate here. Yeah,
0: Cersei's whole thing was like, "I'm gonna be queen and that's it. I don't care about anything. <laughs> like, I just want to sit on this fucking throne and hurt my ass cheeks." Yeah. But anyways, so <laughs> he tries to appeal to her and he fails. Cersei turns to Missandei says if you have any last words now is the time and chase i know this is your favorite so i'm gonna let you do it bro what does Masande say
1: she looks at the crowd shaking tears in her eyes directly at Grey Worm. dracarys
0: and nothing happens so guys for those why then why that's important why we just said that Drakkaris is the word for fire, and she's known Drogon, so she thought maybe if she said Drakkaris herself, Drogon would sh- shoot fire. the yeah shoot the fucking uh, castle up in flames, and maybe she'd have a chance. But unfortunately, Drogon only listens to Danny, and nothing happened. So she wasted—I would not say wasted. She tried; it was a good attempt, but she could have like talked to like, Grey Room and said how much she loves him. Like you know, Zanith said thank you to everything for Danny for helping her throughout her life. She chose her last words. To be Jakaris, and it was an a it was a failed attempt.
1: Um, and I gotta say, Natalie did an amazing job uh, yeah? as far as portraying Miss Sunday Agreed. on the show. And it was super clever too, because like, wouldn't would actually be cool if
0: it worked? But it's also cool that it didn't, because I think what's about to happen was necessary for the show. Um,
1: yeah. So, so Natalie, if you're listening, you know, me and Josh got a lot of respect for you. You did an awesome job in this role, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You did a great job and. Like we said on the show, you know, one thing great about Natalie is she's just like us. She was a fan of the show before she even started on yeah, the show. She's a big fan of really the show. Really cool. So, it, yeah, got all our respect for you. It just, man, it, this was that heartbreaking moment on the
0: show. And the heartbreaking moment is right now is the, the mountain, takes off his takes out his sword. Takes two steps forward. Swings it cuts Missandei's head clean off where the head and the body both fall off the ramparts head about 30 feet away from the body and Tyrion you can see him he looks away in disgust and defeat because he tried to stop it and he couldn't and he just saw someone that he, he was kind of close to Missandei not as close as Daenerys and Grey Worm were but bro talk about Grey Room you can see him the jaw clench unless he looked away his jaw clench and I even have it right here you can see Danny snap in her eyes like when you can see it as the, the the episode closes out, like like the snap in her eyes,
1: and this is the moment. Danny feels like she's lost it all. I mean, even as just a member of the audience, like me and you are, even to the way me and you break it down, which I don't think anyone else can break it down the way me, me and you can. Damn, you just feel like heartbroken for Danny and Grey Worm especially Danny, because shit like at this time she has nothing left this is her best friend that's left she just lost Jora. she has no trust in anyone else Let's, this is it I would be like fuck this I'm burning this whole motherfucking city down I broke it down later on like in the
0: next episode but to give a quick synopsis of what I have broken down I'll say it quickly think about what she's lost in a short amount of time she lost two dragons jorah and Masunde. all in a very short amount of time the people that were closest to her from the very very beginning so uh, i think that's enough to make most people snap
1: but and this is the <laughs> moment where you always see people say the mad queen <laughs> at this point though i gotta say fuck i'd be mad Dude, as shit. I, don't know. I would be I don't filled know, with yeah. anger depression sadness pissed i would be ready to take what is and above
0: all you feel a sense of like helplessness because that was your friend and like you want to do anything and she couldn't do anything
1: when you feel like this like fuck this i don't give a shit what people say i'm taking this shit not for what is mine revenge is coming and you're gonna seek justice yeah and i think we get to see a little bit about next time but guys that is
0: how uh episode four the last of the starks concludes and and
1: i know it's been long guys but here's the thing like this season unless you really review it like how we're giving it to you here so just sit back and relax this is the detail y'all deserve to have so i know it gets long but we're not gonna ever rob you guys of anything and we're gonna we're gonna ride this shit out until the end and this was that episode you thought the arc was gonna fall and the shit just keeps rising so, you know, uh,
0: one more thing, guys, before we, we close out with, you know, we always end with this stuff, too. Um, you know, uh, we've been getting uh, some shout-outs from our friends at certain fan pages now. Things have been really, really trending in a really positive direction for us. Uh, you know, we're super excited about the future here, too. We've been noticing, um, like, more and more. Celebrities and, more and stuff. We've been seeing been certain checking people out. checking out uh, stories that we've put out. Uh, of big people's names and we've seen our numbers rising so there could be a direct correlation there But at the end of the day We've been rising and rising every single month that we've done this If you guys can see our, our trend on our host site It's like this like it's never gone <laughs> down and up like yeah. it, It's been on a straight rise guys, and it's all thanks to you. And so uh, if you and that's
1: it, rare guys like that's rare Like people don't have that we see people all the time. We've only been doing this for me. five months four months really because we're not even in june yet and i'll tell you too not even just game of thrones what really means a lot to josh and i is we know y'all followed us from the beginning we get reviews all the time we got one last week on rise of the skywalker yeah that was our third one we ever
0: did so before we had this awesome audio equipment yeah you know what i mean (laughs) so we're going we're going to keep riding this wave guys and we we want you guys to ride with us. So uh, comment, like, subscribe, hit us up guys. We would love to see the comments Instagram, and the feedback. You know, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Snapchat, yeah. Facebook, Podbean, Stitcher, Acast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify like, Stitcher. Like this, cast, so I can't even fucking Everything, man. we're, dude, on, we're on everything. iHeartRadio, YouTube. iHeartRadio?
1: But like, yeah, this is uh, yeah. Targaryen and Stark, Chase and Josh. <laughs>
0: this has been another uh, a production or installment of our Game of Thrones arc. This was Season 8, Episode 4, Last of the Starks from the Ridiculous Crew.
1: Chase and jo- fantasy. Signing off. <laughs>